What's up, Internet? We're doing something different today. Oh, damn. We are... Not only are we just recording the show like we normally do, but it's live, baby. It's live on Twitch for the first time. We during live. The, during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Th- actually, actually, I should pull up the Twitch uh, channel mm-hmm. so I can see comments. Yeah, I have my iPad that has my Twitch dashboard up so I can just see the chat. DJ, you fancy. Yeah, you know, fancy boy my little iPad. Oh, fancy iPad boy. Fancy iPad boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is us. Look at us streaming. Great. Look at us. We're doing Perfect. that thing. Um, but yes, uh, but uh, to actually introduce the show, welcome to Magical Boys. This is a, <laughs> this is a gay podcast about comics, anime, manga, video games, and all that good nerd shit in between from a queer perspective. And it is I... DJ Kirkland, joined by my very handsome beardy boy over here. Ruben Medina. I just did a high school pose yeah. for my, my yearbook photo. Yeah. That's right. If you if you fear the queer, get out of here. <laughs> that's it, my... That needs to be on... It, that's like one of those shirts that yeah. the um, people are like, I like shooting guns, beer, <laughs> America... And beating my wife, and if you don't like it, you can get out. Yeah, it's it weird. Kinda, that Facebook, kinda that is Facebook like uh, uh, advertises those to me, where I'm just like, I don't. Oh know. no! <laughs> or it's like where it's like <laughs> Medina's know how to work it, or whatever it is. I'm like, what the? Just because you have my last name doesn't mean you can do this shit. Oh no! Oh, it's my mic. My mic volume's low. Maybe. Um, it might be, it might have been mine because I had the desktop audio low on mine, so maybe it'll change. Oh, uh, pump it, it pump it. They're saying I'm quiet in the stream. Uh, this will be funny for people who are listening to the podcast and not on. Because the this isn't good for radio. Okay, great, cool. They think it's much better now. Awesome. So I'll just need to make a separate streaming deck for the podcast. But anyway, did you just did you just pumped it up like a Korean dance game? I just <laughs> pump it up, Max. Yes. Pump it up, Max. Yo, it's on the Diags, baby. It's yeah. weird. It's when different. I, when I first saw the, the Pump It Up machine for the first time, I was like, this is the most Dollar Tree oh my ghetto God. shit I have ever seen. <laughs> I was like, what is this fucking dollar store version of DDR? And then a Korean pop got real big, and people yeah. were just like, uh, no, I can do BTS songs on Pump right. It Up, so right. I love it now. So, so it's far like, superior. <laughs> And I was like, I will never. The center button? A center button? A, a, oh, center, God. Button? a center button? Get the fuck out of here. I never got good at it. was weird. I could not like translate my DDR capabilities to pump it up at all. Yeah. It just felt it too just, weird. It just didn't translate at all for me. It was no. just. I, I couldn't. The muscle memory of playing DDR for such a long time just. Because I could DDR quite well. I was pretty good. You know, I, I might have participated in a DDR tournament or two. Oh, my God. Or three. Oh, my God. You know, back when I was in high school. No. <laughs> I was I was known to gallop. Once or twice. Oh, once or twice. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we starting this off? Are we, you were like, Ruben, get a shot. Let's start off with a shot. Are yeah, so um, since we are in, um, we're in quarantine, both... Mm. In a, both in Georgia and in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we are staying inside to not catch the Rona. So uh-huh. I don't know um, her. I don't, I don't know her either. Um, I don't know her. Even though I probably yeah. had her, I don't know her. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I really hope that you didn't have the Rona. 
I well, really I lost my sense case. of taste and smell and had a fever, so I probably had the Rona. No! <laughs> it's great. I'm, it's coming back. I sm- I could smell the cat litter yesterday when I changed nice. it. Yeah. It was bad, but also good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this smells like shit. Oh, maybe I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah, it was literally, I was just like, oh my God, the trash smells bad. <gasps> and then I was like, so excited. Oh my God. Um, well, I'm happy that you're feeling better. Um, and figured because there are no more rules anymore with the rona oh. so um <laughs> the country's all just out back it, you know it's 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 whatever who cares about social norms or any of that stuff so we're gonna take a shot to commemorate yeah. the show i just so, want to show you the cute this is a cute shot glass i got in japan which i probably could have gotten here because it's hello kitty that course. is hello cute that's really it's really hello cute hello kitty is looking at fuji fuji-san mm-hmm. about to get you fucked up hello kitty's into some adult business and i'm using our wedding we had a wedding favor. Was a shot. Oh. Was a shot glasses. So and we I didn't to, have. I need to send you have one. wedding favors because we're cheap. Yeah. So it was crazy because they were super super cheap. It was like a dollar a shot glass. Oh my god. Yeah. So we just said fuck it. Let's just do it as our wedding favor. Well, we both have whiskey, which is a mistake. So yeah, it's a mistake. So bottoms up, babe. Bottoms up. Mm. Yikes. We <coughs> <coughs> said some Ooh. good whiskey on that. Mm. Wow. Uh, okay. But. If you want my normal, my chaser, which is a, a different drink, mm-hmm. um, this is. Have you had? Have you ever had a strong zero, DJ? I have not had a strong zero. Mm. So if you ever, I think they probably have them in like a couple places in the states. But if you're ever yeah. in Japan, mm-hmm. um, strong zero is like if like four loco was good. <laughs> yes. Like and strong zero, there's a bunch of different like uh, fruit flavors now, but that uh, delicious. Strong Zero Lemon is like the mm-hmm. core one. So mm-hmm. the best way to make Strong Zero here in the States is get Eddie's Deep Vodka, their lemon one. Okay. And don't get a different lemon vodka because most lemon vodkas are like a lemon flavor that's really chemically not very good. Right. Um, whereas Eddie's is sort of a like, what's the best way to describe it? Eddie's like actually has, it's almost like a lemonade in some ways. Mm-hmm. Ooh, get delicious. that. It's so good. Uh, get that and get um, so just like some mineral water. Mm-hmm. Um, some Perrier, whatever you want to get. Mm-hmm. Some club soda. Um, and mix it together. It's great. Mine's a little bit different. I added some bitters like you would put in Ooh, Old Fashioned. You fancy. It cuts the sweetness a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I make Old Fashions all the time, DJ. So. <laughs> I mean, anything with like when, when people start talking like, oh, to like cut the, the sweetness or any yeah. of that shit, like some Top Chef shit. I'm like, wow, fancy. Like <laughs> Oh my god, you made you changed your mac and cheese. Fancy. Yeah, like, you put oh, some hot dogs in your mac you, and you, cheese. Yeah, you sliced up some hot dogs and put it in. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this is, is this, some gourmet shit. Is this Zagat rated? What's happening? <laughs> Somebody call Bon Appetit. <laughs> oh <laughs> Get get fucking Brad on here. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I'm basic as fuck, so I just made a, um, a whiskey and coke, but, mm. um, the whiskey is peach. It's peach whiskey. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so it's, um, Jim Beam peach. It's very good. So, uh, someone, it, uh, Hatching Phoenix in chat was like, I miss Super Chew High. Super Chew High is excellent. So, talk to me about Mr. Chew High. Super Chew High, like Chew High. So I would say like a Strong Zero is like mm-hmm. a Chew High, right? It's I don't even know exactly what Chew High is. Like here, I would I would like I would uh, compare it to like again like Four Loco, yeah. Where I think it's it's a malt basically, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, Chew High is just like real fucking good. 
Um, I don't know exactly what's in it though, um, but it is tasty and refreshing. It reminds me of like when you get uh, what's the Korean it's shochu? Shochu. Oh, it's just shochu and the shochu. I love my partner coming in to be like, "You dumb fuck." <laughs> It just showed, it's a shochu or shoju, depending on, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I think, Korean or Japanese. Uh, yeah, it's like a highball. Yeah. Also, in Japan, you just walk into a 7-Eleven, you just buy highballs. You just buy a canned highball. Love it. Just whiskey and soda water, and you're good. Uh, I, I miss it. Um, did we ever actually really show say what this show is? <laughs> we did. I did the whole, we, I did our little, like, games from anime and okay. manga, comics from a queer perspective. I did the whole thing. Perfect. Yeah. Then perfect. We've set the stage. We've done it. <laughs> we've, we've guys we've succeeded yeah we've done the podcast is over thank you so much for joining us we're done. <laughs> uh, we've said we're queer and we like games and anime goodbye yeah we've said it on the internet so yeah, we're done so we're good and we have a bunch of people that just entered the chat so hello rakeem and hello portuguese welcome oh my God. welcome i mean Portu- i mean portuguesa I mean, we have so many faves that are in the Twitch chat right now, which is really cool. So this is a little bit different for us because we actually can get comments in real time from people. We've got about 15 people in the chat currently, which is pretty cool. So mm-hmm. um, I'm really interested to try this new format. I think it's really fun. I think it's um, a lot more engaging already. I think it's really neat. So um, with us being in quarantine for like, I guess, like the past, what, two weeks? I mean, it's been like two weeks for me, yeah, we're going into week I, three. I early voted on a Saturday. Um, put my life on the line for Bernie. Um, I yes. early voted, which is uh, Georgia has postponed their primary. So like, I'm like, okay, well then I could have whatever. Yeah. But I I early voted. Mm-hmm. Uh, like try to really social distance while I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally got home and got chills and a fever that night. Oh, so God. and that was two weeks ago, Saturday, mm-hmm. yesterday. So mm-hmm. yes. Well, damn! I'm I'm definitely glad that you're be- that you're better. Um, yeah. Bernie, period. In pe- period. Get, <laughs> period. Get Biden and that fucking sexual assault shit out of here. Oh, I don't want to have to get between don't. two. We don't. I mean, we don't got it. This can be an escape as a show, but I just. Mm. Yeah. Don't make me vote mm. for him if I don't have to. <laughs> Please. Like, man. Please. I. I'll, I'll do shit that I need to do, but man, yeah, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, gonna feel about good about it. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna be happy about it. <laughs> we're just like mm. sipping our drinks just like i know just like, just like yeah like lord jesus fix it mm. um but but anyway like let's move on to like what are you doing with your time <laughs> not what politics you, not, not, anything but that so like yeah because it's the you, fucking worst right now right so this this period in, in time has like put everyone in, in like disarray and mm-hmm. i think in general Everyone that's a gamer that owns a Nintendo Switch has purchased Animal Crossing. Oh and my god. It's been the thing that has saved me through this entire situation. <laughs> DJ, do we wanna do we wanna save Animal Crossing? Because we're gonna I think we could just we're gonna, gonna both talk about it so much. Yeah. Do we wanna save it and hit some other things that we've been doing or watching first? Yeah, let's yeah, let's do and that. And then save the animal. Just just because I know that'll be the whole show. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Rakeem is asking what I'm drinking. So I'm drinking um, Jameson Peach. Well, it's not Peach Jameson, but uh, Peach Whiskey and Coke. And I'm obsessed the with flavor. trying to color correct my camera. It's a little bit grainy. It's a little bit... Mm-hmm. I don't love the color I'm seeing right now. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, did, did you play the Final Fantasy remake demo? 
Oh, I did. I did. How did you feel about it? I loved it. Yeah? Like, I... Okay. <laughs> so, I had, <laughs> okay, I had on, a moment. I had a moment, right? So, I, I downloaded the demo, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to play it, blah, blah, blah. And I downloaded it, and then I, like, closed the blinds. Because mm-hmm. it was still daytime, so I was like, I want to be able to see everything in its glory. So close the blinds. Took out that, took out that dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pulled pulled my dick out, and mm-hmm, it was just mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm here. I'm ready to absorb this moment. And even though I I still have a base model PS3, like I yes. or PS4, PS4, yeah, PS3. <laughs> um, I, have, I have a base model PS4. What is time? So, what is time? I don't know what time it is anymore. Um, I have PS3 on the brain because my friend was talking to me last night about playing Marvel vs. Capcom two on mm-hmm. PS3 and was like, you should pull your PS3 back out and play that with me. And I'm like, I have to plug it up and all that. But anyway, um, so I started it and it, you see the intro, right? So we're seeing the intro on this like giant, you can see kind of some of it over here, this like giant 65 yeah. inch television, 4K and television. Just, like, po- yeah, just like, I, I screamed. Like I actually screamed when I saw Eris and I was like, mm. bitch. um and it i was already blown away just visually right because i remember because i was at e3 the year that sony announced the remake like oh wow yeah so uh, it was me um it was me it was um zach who's actually in the chat um Mm -hmm. uh my friend sal matos um i don't think nigel nigel wasn't there with us that year um, it was a bunch of us that were reporting for Gay Gamer. We were all there. We were on like the on the floor, like right in front of that big screen where they mm-hmm. were kind of showing all of the trailers for the for the PlayStation Four, and they showed the Final Fantasy VII remaster, and like we all were like out of our seats, like jumping up and down, screaming when we saw it the first time. But seeing how much that that has changed since then because that was at this point years ago i think that was mm-hmm. e3 2014 or 15 and it it's beautiful it's stunning it's really really remarkable but then once you get past that initial cutscene, and then you actually get to start moving around in the game and you get to the first enemy encounter and i started just like doing clouds you know normal combo or whatever and i'm like this feels really good. The combat feels yeah. really good. It's like everything that you wanted out of Final Fantasy 15 in terms of combat, because I felt like in 15, the combat mm-hmm. was mushy. It was like really, really mushy. There wasn't a lot of like sense of impact behind any button presses. Completely. So it was nice to kind of feel like you're getting that force feedback, not only from like the controller itself, but like you felt like your button presses had purpose, even though you're just pressing the yes. same button over and over again, but it felt good. A hundred percent. That was like, <clears throat> so like, obviously like emotionally, I was just like, oh, the music, uh, that's yeah. really the biggest thing was the like, music. Yeah, was, was huge. was huge. Orchestral yeah. arrangements of songs that yeah. I know so intimately. Um, but then on top of that, it was just like the, I think Square has been trying to figure out how to do uh, action RPG combat for yeah. a minute. Right. Yeah. Like the uh, Kingdom Hearts, I think uh, Kingdom Hearts two kind of figured it out. I think Kingdom Hearts three felt, for me at least, felt floaty, but was like in the same vein. And then like Final Fantasy fifteen tried to do the same style, but it was like it felt numb. Like you just kind yeah. of felt you're uh, even more than Kingdom Hearts. I felt like you were floating. And seven to me feels 
like and and for me this is for the most part i think it's a matter of like the fact that you're tapping the button even Mm -hmm. though it's a small thing tapping a button to do stuff actually makes you feel something yeah um and then the animation the animation uses these um the animation uses pauses or stops Mm -hmm. in hits for impacts like it's an animation thing yeah yeah um where it's like when things happen mm-hmm. animation stutters yeah. or pauses for a second mm-hmm. and it it makes uh it makes things feel like they have weight or gravity yeah. to them and that makes 7 feel really 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 good to me and i think a lot of that too where that comes from that comes from fighting games right so yeah. when so much of what people love about like street fighter or even mortal kombat right is like mm-hmm. when you're when you when your character doesn't move like yep. that sense of impact behind the hits, because like because it stops because you're doing a combo or whatever, and I think those are some principles that came from fighting games that kind of really lend themselves well to action RPGs. So when you look at games yeah. that come from Platinum, so you look at Bayonetta, you look at Near Automata. Um, oh my god, the Near like news that. today, by the way. We'll talk like, about it later. But... Yeah, yeah. So very excited about that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I I just think it. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to kind of like think about and process my feelings about the remake from what I played again in real time. Like, I'm, I'm re- honestly really, really excited for people to experience Final Fantasy VII for the first time with the yeah, remake. Yeah, so many people haven't played it. Yeah, like so many people don't know about mm-hmm. Eris, right? Yeah, like what happens? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm curious to see what they take out, what they leave in, because mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I feel like this game's going to be at least three parts. I, I, yeah, the, I mean, based on what it looks like, where the where um, this first part of the remake stops, you're mm-hmm. probably right that it's going to be in three pieces. Um, I mean, the ooh, remake yeah. stops yeah. like way before disc one ends. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping what they do is, as much as like there are, are things about it that I would like to see, especially with it, with how big the world mm-hmm. in seven was. Yeah, I think for the sake of the game, you need to have. You need to like truncate it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure the era stuff happens at the end of disc one. Yes, I'm pretty sure. And then disc one, and then disc two is everything else, and then disc three is really just like everything mm-hmm. plus the North Crater Sephiroth fight, right? Right. Right. Um, but it's like I'm just I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this. Like, uh, uh, Garen uh, just said in chat, like how political the story is. Like, yeah. it is a story about eco-terrorism yeah, like yeah, yeah or rather you are you play as an eco-terrorist, eco-terrorist yeah and it is about like a company that is running pretty much everything an energy company that's running pretty much everything right and is bleeding the world dry and right. hurting it right. um it is a highly political story like yeah. people th- talk about like get your politics out of games well fuck off seven was all about it yeah um but for me like moment to moment like the demo was a little difficult which was great yeah yeah it's it's hard like i i lost the first time that i played it so i'm so for a while like i hate to sound like a fucking like capital g gamer in this moment but like for for me the gamer yeah for for, dj the angry gamer hey guys welcome to my youtube channel dj the angry gamer what happened to tifa's titty Where, why are her titties so small? We had a whole bit before we started recording about this. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me just tell. I mean, I, our viewers probably get it. They probably know. But I'm like, yeah. Tifa's titties are still gigantic. They're huge. 
They're still huge. Like, and like, she has those big old titties and that little body. When nerds are just like, also, she's like muscular as shit. I'm just like, uh, it's very rarely do you keep all of that fat <laughs> yeah. when you are jacked. Yeah. And all I'm saying is like, it's fine. Tifa's a wife. I love her. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, gamers just like, oh, they made her a B cup. And I'm like, first of all, you've never fucking seen a titty. You, you've, never titty seen, like, you've never you, interacted you, with, with the actual woman in your life. <laughs> You know nothing about a titty. You've never yeah. taken a girlfriend to go bra shopping. You fucking don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because she is still like a fucking F. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just looks a little bit more like athletic now mm-hmm. in a slightly more reasonable way. And I'm all here for it. Tifa's fucking yeah. like. They showed the, the trailer came up and I was like, man, I've always loved Aerith. But no. Tifa's also it's, it's beautiful and great. You, you can't compare where you don't compete. Oh my god! I mean, oh my god! TJ. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna pit two women against each other in 2020, but <laughs> but you heard it, you you heard it here first though. DJ's like, Eris, I don't know her. I mean, I lo- I love her. I do. Like, uh, we love a healing queen. Oh. I think um, she might save the universe, but she's. Mm. Mm. But but Tifa beat b- beats bitches up. Like I know who you're taking on that golden saucer date. That oh, golden saucer date. Period. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but I, me personally, like I love I love a, I love a thick, thick woman. <laughs> so I wish Can we, we talk about. I wish we would have got oh. like a, like a beat like a beefier like Tifa. Do you know you know Vashperado right on Twitter? I'm pretty sure I probably do. Great artist does a great. I think specifically is really good at making like jacked ladies. Um, and I'm like, yes, Tifa with her background and her fighting and her martial arts. I'm just like, Tifa should have fucking thick thighs, be fucking muscular as shit, be ready yeah. to kill me. That would be what I want. Yeah, to like see. I want like Chun Li, like, but yes, it's Tifa. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about can we talk about how cute both Biggs and Wedge and Jesse are? Um, I mean. I'm I'm ready to be <laughs> both both ends. I'm about to risk it all. Yeah. <laughs> For all of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I'm, okay, I'm here so, for it. So which one? Wait, who's which one is like the which one is the scruffy one? Is that Wedge? Um, no, it's, uh, it's that's Biggs. It's Biggs. It's Biggs. Big. So a Biggs. I'm like, do I want to be him or want to fuck him? Which one mm-hmm. is it? Um, because I'm narcissistic. Um, because he's beautiful and he's yeah. scruffy like mm-hmm. me, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Wedge is like adorable and cute and yeah. dick, and I love it. Yeah. And then Jesse's a messy bitch who's trying to cause drama. <laughs> yeah. And I love how she's like, so um, you know Tifa, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesse's like. Hey Cloud, I'm trying to fuck you, but you know Tifa, right? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what is going on there? What is like, your situation? I'm like, bitch, we are on a geo-terrorist mission, and you were asking me about another woman. <laughs> I am, I am literally setting the timer on a bomb oh, yeah. that could kill us all, and you are trying to ask me if I'm serious with my childhood friend or not, so that you can get on this dick. And I'm here for I mean, it. I'm yeah, here for no, Jesse. I, I love, I love a messy bitch. Oh, she is so messy, and mm-hmm. I fucking love it mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We love it. Um, anyway, yeah. seven remake. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like, I love what I played. Um, it's gonna be a lot of it's fun. In like ten days, eleven days. I know. So I'm trying to finish up because in a, in a perfect world, I was playing. I've been playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions on Switch, oh. and uh-huh. I'm almost done gay. with it. I get it. Uh, yeah, I you know I'm a, I'm a gay that loves like a music. A bright color, 
Fire like, Emblem like, Pop yeah, Stars. Fire Emblem Pop Stars work. Like, that's <laughs> what I'm here for. Like, I love that shit. Like, it would be a really good anime. Like, I wish they would just make that show into it, that, that game into an anime. I would watch that. Uh, Foolish Mortals in chat just said, what about Barrett's Cities? And... I would like to nuzzle, like, like this nuzzle, like, put, be, like, right there in, in between. You know, you just want to, like, titties. like, my cat does this thing on our couch where, like, he, like, jams into, like, the crevice between cushions. Yeah. And that is me with Barrett's titties. Period. They gave him some chest hair, and I'm just like, thank you. Yeah. Like, he still talks like a stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little... It's, it's fine. A, it's, it's a... Well, it's, it's like, fun. it's fun. I, it's funny, because it's, like, there's a big divide where it's, like... It's a it's a little bit messed up, but at the same time, makes me feel at home. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, a little bit racist, but also this is what nineteen ninety seven again, all over again. A little bit racist, but I've been to that church. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit racist, but like I have that uncle. Yeah, exactly. So, so, I mean, mm, yeah. So like I I totally get it. Like, and the criticism is valid and fair, but like it's whatever it's fine but i know those people so I, I, like... I, yeah and i mean this is a conversation for another day but like sure i know that people have feelings about saz in final fantasy 13 like i was one of the people yes. that loved him i love him he's a good dad he's a really good dad and how often in black meat in media with black men do we see good dads you Not better say it again <laughs> say it again but um but yes yeah, we never see it we don't if you're a black it. dad in media, it's just like, oh, you're a black dad and you're paying child support. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. They're yeah. going to be good black dads in media. Yeah. And you can keep a chocobo in your afro. And is it a little bit weird? Sure. sure. But is it very cute? Yes. Yeah, it, it's super cute. Um, again, I am the biggest Final Fantasy thirteen apologist. So yes. <laughs> also, can we get some Latino Final Fantasy characters? Can I just talk about that real quick? Of course. Please, go off. I'm gonna just I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna claim the same way that like the black community claims Piccolo. I'm gonna claim I'm gonna I'm gonna claim Wedge. (laughs) Yes, claim him. Like Wedge looks looks like he could be Latino. Mm -hmm. Or am I thinking about Biggs? No, Wedge. It's Wedge, the big one. No, the sexy one. Biggs. Biggs. I mean, they're both they're both sexy in different ways. Biggs. Biggs Mm -hmm. is who I'm thinking about. Biggs looks like he's got like some like. Mediterranean, Latino. Uh, you go on a Mediterranean cruise and you might run into him. <laughs> yeah, he's very hot. He's very, very he's hot. So hot. They're both. They're both so hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, but Biggs looks like he posts like thirst traps on Instagram, like on a regular. Oh, you know that Biggs is like horny on Maine all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, like in in this whatever this is right now that we are experiencing yeah. in the world. Be horny on Maine. Just, just do it. Just Biggs. Biggs has the OnlyFans, and he does post feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we. How else are you supposed to get coin when your job lets you go? I guess I'm gonna sell feet pics. I've appreciated so much. Um, she's she's a Twitter friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what's your name? Uh, she's a Latinx uh, writer. Mm-hmm. Who's great, Danny? Danny Fernandez. Fernandez. Oh, yeah, like okay. I've appreciated so okay. much how Danny's just so horny on me right now. Like, I want to just take a minute to talk about Danny Fernandez. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like Danny Fernandez and and her co-host for the Nerdificent podcast, Ify, who is yes. like the hottest <laughs> oh ma- black man I've ever seen in my life. I've not seen them. Oh. Could they possibly? For I mean, can they can they dethrone Zexu for me though? Because for me, 
I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're between both, you and Nigel. Mm. I mean, they're, they're both fine, but like if he is a, <laughs> and I'm sorry to talk about something that we both know a man, but, a man don't be, don't be sorry. A man, but, but Nigel makes me like, I yeah. get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gotta, I'll send you pictures, but okay. Danny, okay. Fernan- Danny Fernandez is like one, just like a wonderful person. Like I got to meet her in person at New York comic con this past year. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's not fair that you are also this beautiful in person. Yeah, all of that like, wrapped into one. Like you had the nerve, the gall, the audacity, <laughs> the gumption to look that beautiful in real life. Like we sat down and had lunch together, and I was like, "How dare you?" And be talented. How, and be a great writer. How dare and be so you? funny. How dare you? Like, and an, and a weeb. How dare you? Uh, how like, dare you, sis? I'm, I'm funny. I'm a weeb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some talents. Yeah. But I'm not beautiful like that. Like, I'm like... Okay. I'm okay, but I'm not right. beautiful like I mean, that. I mean, so like this... I mean, you and I have talked both intoxicated and not intoxicated about how we have this kinship together because we are both the same age or our birthdays are very close mm-hmm. to one another. And it's like... We're we're like we're right here on like the wave like where it's like I yes. know I'm cute or whatever like I know that I'm cute like I'm funny but also fuck me and I'm trash like and like I'm a wee but like also I'm a piece of shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like why is my partner with me yeah, like all, I mean I look the at, insecurity is high I look at I look at what my like my husband offers me and I'm like he's my husband what like he married this yeah like this is heaping pile of garbage. This Goten shirt, motherfucker. Like, this, this, married this. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing a Sailor Moon shirt, so like, I, love, I, I was like, I didn't want to say anything, but like, you have a Sailor Moon shirt that I don't earn. Where did you get it? Send me the I'll link. Send, I'll send you a link. I need it. I, I need that. It's very good. It is very good. Um, but yeah, Danny Fernandez is amazing. She's super funny, talented, smart, beautiful, funny. Like, it's ridiculous. All on um, crush for sure. And oh, 1000%. And I love anybody that just owns all of who they are and like and refuses <laughs> to deal with the bullshit on the internet. Like I love that. And like <laughs> as as someone that has like <laughs> can we just talk about how like we stopped talking about games and we're just reviewing Danny Fernandez now and how amazing yeah, she um, is. Um 12 out of 10 100% recommend um Remember Talented, incredible, like beautiful, show-stopping, never done before. Fun factor. <laughs> and it's all those faces, and I'm just like, Danny Fernandez is just like, the biggest grin for all of them. Oh, like, period. She's incredible. Um, mm, period. Like, <clears throat> being in the same room as her, I was just like, wow, bitch. Like, you're everything. And you wanna, you're friends with me? You yeah, wanna be friends you're with doing me? this? You're taking like, time for this? You're taking time to talk to me? You went to the dumpster to yeah, talk to me. Like, you you, you went to the dumpster and was like, that's a cute piece of trash. I would be like, we should invite her on the show, but then I feel like we'd just both be silent. Yeah, I mean... Like we'd both just I, be so intimidated. I just... I don't it's know. not her fault. It's, it's, not, our it's fault. not. It's our It's ours. It's ours. Yes. Um, but... We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but what were we even talking about before we started talking about Danny? We're talking about Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, I, I can't wait for that game. It's going to be good. I, again, I'm the mm-hmm. biggest Final Fantasy 13 apologist. 
Um, I stand by the game. I want a trilogy of all of those games. I won't play Final Fantasy Thirteen Three because it is a bad game. But mm-hmm. I want is Thirteen Two good? Um, shout out to to Criminal Vampire for following me. Thank you so much for the follow. Um, now that we know that this format works, I'm gonna actually make a Magical Boys Twitter, not Twitter, but a yes, uh, Twitch account. So we'll do that. Yeah. Um. So this works and this is perfect. So we love to see it. Thank you, Grim. Um, so, like, I want those games on the Switch because Unteamed just put yes. everything on Switch. Of course. And because, like, Final Fantasy Thirteen is a pretty solid game. Again, like, it's... Thirteen has the best battle theme oh, of any of them. Blinded by Light? So good. Undefeated. It's so good. Undefeated. You can have, you, I don't care. You can, have, you can not like 13. You can have feelings about 13 that mm. are not good. But Blinded by Light is like undefeated. Ooh, so undefeated. So good. Undefeated. All right. Like, I can't. Um, I really period. want those. Pa- period. Big dot. Period. Like, I want all of those games on Switch really bad. So I hope that it does happen at some point. But I know that that requires them to kind of take down the version of the game that is currently on Steam. Because I do have the Steam version of 13 and 13.2 on my PC. And it looks great. It looks really, really good. Um, And I didn't finish 13. I never finished it. It's worth finishing that game. I got to Grand Pulse and I was like, that's where everyone's like, the game gets really good. I got to Grand Pulse and I was like, I'm overwhelmed. It's very good once it gets to Grand Pulse. And then like that. It wraps up beautifully. Because Grand Pulse is kind of like, for me, I was like, oh, this is like Monster Hunter now. Yeah. Which I I have a hard time with. Mm-hmm. Um, 13's great. I'll, I will stand 15. I did not like that game when it came out. And then I played through all of it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, this story is really good. Yeah. So that, again, much like 13, that game has really good ideas. That game has yes. really good ideas. I, execution. Mm-hmm. Execution kind of all over the place. Um, I... I love that we got a game with a cast of like all male characters that are just like not toxic and they yes. and they love each other and they actually give a shit about each other like when I think that's that's such a big for me that's such a big Japanese cultural thing too yeah. where it's like does Japan have toxic masculinity? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's very different from western toxic masculinity, yeah. right? Like yes. if you watch any fucking shonen show um, I think the reason why it's so easy to ship male characters in anime is because, like, Japanese relationship between boys, especially boys of, like, the high school age, yeah. is so much more just, like, it's okay to cry, it's okay to be loving, yeah. it's okay to be yeah. supportive. And 15 is just steeped in that. Yeah, and I mean, and that's, it's, like, baked into the game, like, from the get-go, like, when you are pushing the car because you ran out of gas to the gas station, yes. that's, like... There's so much characterization in that first opening scene to where you can't help but like like those characters. I was so ready to be like, Prompto, get this twink out of here. <laughs> so a good boy. I love Prompto. Mm-hmm. Like I love all of them. Mm-hmm. Like and I was I was going into just being like, mm, I might like Noctis, but he's Sasuke, so who knows? Yeah. Um and I was like, and Gladio, obviously, because he's a big, beefy himbo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was just like, no, I like everyone. Yeah, even like, they're all good. Even like, even the like, uh, Magane chef boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I love everybody. Um, yeah, so so get back to what we're talking about. The Final Fantasy VII remake is good. Um, I'll touch on really quick. Uh, ooh, I watched, so uh, switching over to anime real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I finished uh, Ezoken. 
it's um, done. Azo Ken's done. Is done. Okay, I need. I'm a couple of months behind then. It's it's so good. Mm-hmm. I would like. It's weird. Azo Ken's one of those shows where I'm just like, if you don't create, I'm really curious what your take on it would be mm-hmm. because. Anyone who's a creator, which I think is I think is more people than people realize, right? I yeah. think a lot of people do stuff that they don't think is creative or they don't realize is art, and it is. So like, give yourself that because you're doing it. Um, but like, Azokan is like so incredibly honest about the process, specifically about the process of like making anime and animation and how hard it is yeah. and how like narrow the margins are yeah. and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that. I, I I think like if you love anime, the same like Shirobako goes into like making anime. Yeah. Is looking to me though though is so much about like when you're trying to make something, the sacrifices you make. Yeah. And the corners that you cut, because you have to sometimes. Right. And a thing that they really um I think they really talked about that I thought was really, really great was like the fact that sometimes like the feeling of like never being satisfied yeah. with what you make yeah. is okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's all right. Um, and it, it's just like I, that show would make me well up and cry frequently just because of how pretty like that sentiment is. Yeah. I don't know. It's it reminds me. Of, I think now, especially in the like the streaming internet age, there's a weird thing for creators, and I'm sure you feel this too, where it's like. If I'm making something, it has to be something I can uh, monetize. Yeah. Um, I I tweeted about this, like, a day or two ago to where um, I, I did, like, a really, really late night, like, art stream the other day. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to, like, wherever my brain takes me creatively, I'm just going to, like, follow, I'm just going to go and follow whatever, like, wherever my brain takes me. And mm-hmm. I tweeted after I did the stream to where I feel like right now, at least for me personally, that I kind of wrestled a lot with drawing stuff with the intent of posting it. Like, and being like, oh, like, is this good enough to post on, on social media? Is this going to yeah. get the, is this going to get likes? Is this going to get... Is this going to get um, the engagement that I want? Are the right people going to see this and all of that? And I feel like more often than not, that kind of stops, for me personally, stops the kind of like genuine kind of like creativity process of just being able to just make things and play around and experiment because it's not polished or whatever. Like that kind of feeling like you have to create work and create work just to post to social media is is like is like kind of like actually hampering your own creative process. At least for me, it does. Yeah. So it, so like it, it's hard to like want to experiment and do something different because if it doesn't look great, like, Oh, why would I post this to get like feedback or compliments on something? Because it looks bad. Like, I don't want to do that, but like, it's you like figuring out something. And I think a lot of people do, cause I posted that and a lot of people responded saying like, Oh, I actually love seeing like artists like experiment and try different things and just post their process and all that stuff. Like people say that, and then like you get like mess like that's when you get like 
shitty comments like, oh, wow, this like this person's a hack, they can't fucking draw, blah, 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 yeah. blah, this and that. So, like, it's a kind of like a double-edged sword, but, like... People say that, yeah. but they want to see, like, whatever the new thing that just came out, they want to see make fan art of it and right. then put, like, trendy shoes on them. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. it's right. Like, no, I agree. Yeah. And that's that's what's hard about it is that, like... Which is fine. I don't knock anyone. Like oh, I'm, I'm a big fucking, I'm a big sneakerhead. So like mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh hell yeah, put those fucking error up tempos on this character. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But like that is such a thing right now, right? And it's such a thing where it's like, oh, this anime came out. I have to draw, and quickly, I have to make this. Like I have to draw fan art of this character. Right. While it's like I gotta be the while first person to do it. That's a strike while, while it's hot. hot. Yeah. And it sucks because it's just like that isn't. There's people that can do that and feel fine doing it yeah. and like doing it. Yeah. But for a um a lot of people, that's not artistically fulfilling. Yeah. Um or artistically interesting. Uh yeah. like none of that and, and for me it's like, you know, if I if I was a illustrative artist, right? Like I know me, I would probably be fine with that. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are and that's super valid because I think it sucks to be like it sucks to be an artist and be like, I have to make this thing. Like, I'm right. very, very, very fortunate. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Actually, to, to dive in real quick to, like, um, how all the, the COVID-19 stuff is affecting, like, I work at a theater, right? Mm-hmm. I work at an improv theater. Yeah. Yeah. And there are improv theaters right now that are that are shuttering. Yeah, That are course. not... Uh, big names, too. Yeah. Like, like UCB. Um, where it's like, they can't pay their people. Right. And thankfully, uh, the people at my, my theater have been smart enough to... Um, kind of uh, plan for and save up for rainy day yeah. and shit like this. Right. But it's still like, depending on how long all this stuff happens, we still don't know. And so we've made a, a gigantic pivot over to Twitch where we're streaming mm-hmm. content every day. Yeah. And um, we're basically trying to be like, hey, money that you'd normally spend on a ticket to come see us, donate right. or whatever else. Right. And what's great about that to me is that it feels very cable access where we're just like, trying weird shit yeah and some of it works and some of it, some doesn't. Of it doesn't that's okay but what's so nice is that like some shit that we don't know if it'll work it works and people yeah. like it yeah and then we know like oh okay here's a thing that we can do um and that's that's just to me as an artist that's so nice and what what i think uh Azelkin does a great job of doing is like taking that feeling of like Oh shit! This thing doesn't work, or this part doesn't work. Mm-hmm. How do we how do we find that balance? How right. do we find that balance between making something that's profitable that lets us keep making art, yeah. but also doing the art you want to do? Yeah. And for me, that's why uh, the last, uh, without any spoilers, for me, the last episode is also a lot of it is about like when you make art and you make good art mm-hmm. that you're behind and you feel behind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a concept in in Azo Ken that like they talk about called like the greatest world. Yeah, and the greatest world, uh, at least my interpretation of it, is like the greatest world is the world that you create with your imagination. Um, this place that you create out of your brain, where things work this way, and you've like kind of like built the world, and you've done all these things. And animation, or illustration, or improv, or any of these artistic pursuits, the best thing that you can do is like you can see that world. That's the world that you almost like live in half the time, right? Yeah. Um, and like, how do you make it so you, even though other people don't, maybe don't have the skill or or the capability to create that world, um, how do you present it in a way or create things to bring them into it? Mm-hmm. And that is like, 
for me, and I think it, that's what like a lot of Azokan's about. It's yeah. like that is the peak of art. That is the peak of creating art. Mm-hmm. Is like here's this world that I can make, and I've found a way for it to resonate for you to bring you into it. Yeah. And now you can partake in this like greatest world yeah. that I'm in and that I love. Mm-hmm. And man, something about that just like fucking hits me so hard. Yeah. I mean, I think like any person that's in like the creative arts in any degree, like that's creating work for people to consume. It's like an invitation. So um, it was during some award show and they, they made a really this comment's really stuck with me from that award show to where they were saying that, like, when you invite someone to, like, like you're talking to a friend, right, and you're, like, recommending a show to them, like, when Mm -hmm. you're recommending something to them, it's like, what that is, that recommendation, the subtext of that is, is saying, hey, like, I, I either know you or like you, and I'm recommending this thing to you because I want us to have a shared experience, together because I want to share a part of myself with you because I, part of the show really, ident- like, I really identify with this and me wanting to share this with you is a way mm. for us to both connect and I think yes. that like that television, I, I mean, entertainment in general has a way of connecting people together that um, that other mediums necessarily don't necessarily have that same kind of thing so I think television and streaming and video games kind of have that where it's like if me like when I see somebody that has never seen Sailor Moon before and they're like Mm -hmm. oh like I want to watch Sailor Moon like where can I watch it like that shit really excites me and I'm like oh my god like you you want to watch this and you're asking me like where to like to go to like get into it or whatever like that shit really fucking excites me and i'm like you want to be like a good ambassador to it right right. like that's what i that's what i wish that the world was more often than this weird like gatekeeping shit that people do that like it's not the 90s anymore to where being a nerd quote-unquote is like not like part of the zeitgeist like we're done like we're, we're done with that like that has been done since the 2000s, like, since, like, anime and video games became, kind of came, like, in vogue and as part of the cultural zeitgeist of how we consume and create entertainment. So, like, for people to still kind of act that way when people are talking about a thing, I mean, this specifically happens specifically to women, like, mm-hmm. saying that they enjoy, like, a video game that... Like let's say like let's say like a girl likes Call of Duty, and of course like yeah. the guys would be like, oh, like, you don't like Call of Duty, you're just you like, can't like it, you it's can't like it. it's a shooting game, blah blah blah. Like it's like like why, why be that way? Why yeah. why be that way? Like and it's often the same people that are like, oh, who should a girlfriend that was a gamer? But like this is potentially a girl that you could be with, but yeah. you're doing this weird gatekeeping bullshit because you. You might have grown up being made fun of for being a gamer. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was too. I, I am a child of, like, we're both children of the 90s to where, oh, yeah. like, we... B- playing fucking Pokemon, play... T- Pokemon TCGs before class starts and getting yeah. made fun of for it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And, and that's the thing is that it's, it's uh, like, so for me, like, this way you are with Taylor Moon, right? When someone talks about, like, um, I'm going to watch Girl and Lagan for the first time. Yeah. I get so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, please 
text me at 4 a.m., I don't care. Right, like, right, please. Tell, like, tell me about how you're feeling about Girl Lagoon. Exactly. Because I am, I knew that my journey watching that show, problematic and not, yeah. was so important. To, like, and yeah. like, Girl Lagoon is a series I also like develop mentally, my identity. Yeah. Like, there are things about that show that really hit me deeply. Oh, 100%. Um, and I think good media does that. The way Sailor Moon, I think, is, you know, I, yeah. we always talk about, like, don't make your identity based around a product. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, sure, don't do that. Don't make it all based on that. Mm-hmm. But there, good art does do that to you. Good art does make you be like, wow, this thing really spoke to me. It made me feel this thing. And yeah. it's now intrinsically tied into the essence of me. They're formative experiences. Um, Yes, yeah. uh, actually, a friend of mine just asked. Like, a, they were doing a thread where I was like, "Hey, post uh, post games that were formative for you." Yeah, which is different from saying, "What's your favorite game?" Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, like for me, like um, what I th- like, Space Quest Four, old Sierra uh, adventure game. Not one of my favorite games, yeah. but formative wise, it's one of the earliest games I can think of, and one of the few games I can still think of where I thought it was genuinely funny. Yeah, like. It was a game that me and my siblings quoted all the time. Yeah. The same way that we would quote Simpsons episodes. And it was one of the first times I was like, oh, video games can be funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like for, for Girl and Lagan, it was like one of the first things where I was just like, I was in like a depression and in a funk when that, that show started. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I didn't like it at first. I wasn't into it. And then I got into it like after the fact. And I was just like, yo, this show is about like unabashed po- like positivity. Yeah. And no matter how, and it's it's a very 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 shonen thing. Yeah. But I think Girl Lagan is like the most distilled version of it, mm-hmm. where it's like yes, shonen is always about the power of friendship, kick to the, and, the power of friendship yeah. that you can overcome anything yeah. and kick reason to the curb. Yeah. But Girl Lagan is like so intense, like it's like the intensity of that that drop of Girl Lagan yeah. is so much yeah. that it's like yeah, when people watch it, I'm just like, how does this not move you and yeah. make you like feel almost empowered um and that's what that's what good media does and and there's yeah. shows where it's like and that's the thing we talk about like letting people also just like what they like yeah like i really like madoka magica i'm always when the uh discourse around it is like wow it's such a subversive magical girl show it's never been done before i'm like and my brain's mm, always, my brain's yeah. always like have you not watched like honestly sailor yeah, Moon, have you not watched like, was have very you not subversive watched, ha- Okay. Have you not watched season three of Sailor Moon? <laughs> yeah. Have you not watched season three of Sailor Moon? Have you not watched Utena? Yeah. Like all yeah. these things, and I have to like I have to reel that yeah. shit in because I don't wanna I don't wanna uh, diminish someone's enjoyment or be judgmental of it. It's just like Madoka is very very good, and if you are not versed in those things, I understand why you're like, wow, it's so subversive and different. Right. But I'm like, great. If you like Madoka, you should go also watch, watch Utena. Watch, go watch Sailor yeah, Moon watch season Utena, three. Watch Sailor Moon. Like, watch Princess Tutu. Watch yeah. all these like mm-hmm. magical girl shows that are dark as fuck. Yeah. Like and, um, yeah, and um, to kind of like go to the left a little bit, especially about Sailor mm-hmm. Moon. So like, okay, so. This is a thing that I think a lot of people have with Sailor Moon because, especially because it was in the U.S. and at the time, everybody knows like "Fighting Evil by Moonlight." Da, 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 da. They, they know they know that song, and it's the English version of that song is iconic, and they know all those weird songs they put in the dub of that show for sure. And these cousins, and and the cousins of of Haruka and Michiru, which anyway. Um, so I think a lot of people that are like, oh, like. Sailor Moon, what do you mean? It's like, no, like, you, like, you watch the show, but, like, 
you didn't like watch all of it. <laughs> and that yeah. and that's and that's okay because like we there wasn't a way for us to watch all of it. There wasn't a way for us that to doesn't do that. that doesn't diminish your experience. It's right. just like yeah. if you really are into this yeah. thing, here if you want to take the time, yeah. here is like the true form of it. Or like exactly. I even think exactly. about like like old going to guy stuff, yeah. right? Which is like problematic in different ways. Mm-hmm. But like old Devil Man is so sad. It, it and is so and it and if you watch the Netflix version of Devil Man, I actually think the Netflix version, uh, Devil Man Crybaby, is a pretty good adaptation of the original comic. Like Devil Man Crybaby um, is still very sad. Like it's still very, very, yeah. very sad. Um, but like, uh, or like Cutie Honey, which mm-hmm. Cutie Honey is is it's cake, mm-hmm. it's it's edgy, um, it's dirty. But like Cutie Honey is a magical girl mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. but it's just from a like really horny perspective. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's so many flavors of the stuff, and so I always hope I'm just like, well, like take that, and it's fine if you don't. But it's like take that enthusiasm you have for that one thing and let it fuel your desire to explore the 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 breadth and the width of of things in that genre as well. Yeah, like when whenever people approach me about the things that I they, they know that I'm like super into and they're like where do I start like that I think inviting that person into that that part of you that really loves that thing is is really special and like you should really cherish mm-hmm. that and like and it's such a wonderful experience like for my my husband like he like Harry Potter is his shit and mm-hmm. we like I haven't read all the books, but like we watched all the movies together over a holiday break in I think this was like 2017. And like it was it was just really cool for me to see him like be so excited for something mm-hmm. and for and to be able to kind of like share in that in that moment with him of something that he really, really fucking loves is really fucking cool. Like and we'd be watching the movie and he's like pause because it's a movie so of course they kind of cut something yeah. from the books and all that and he's like explaining little like plot points and things that they missed in the movies because they just glossed over it or whatever i think that stuff is really cool like i really think that like like that stuff is really interesting and i wish more people were like more open and i mean i feel like this come this is less of a thing like within like queer spaces of nerds it's like less of a thing but like just like in general i wish people were more like open to being like oh you want to become like one of us please come become one of us Uh, i mean totally that was like when when i was uh when i was dating uh Mm -hmm. my my partner um Mm -hmm. before we got married i was just like she loves naruto yeah and my exposure to naruto was like some of the anime and i was like this is shown in trash. Like I'm not into this, right? Boy, were you um, wrong? <laughs> I was wrong. Yes. Um, but I, I honestly, mm-hmm. because she and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing this with One Piece now, where I'm like mm-hmm. slowly making my way through One yeah. Piece. Are you reading it or watching was, it? I'm, I'm reading it. Yeah, I'm gonna start reading um, it. Too. It's easier for me to like, uh, uh go through manga faster. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think also just like manga, when you have adaptations, I think for the most part, not every situation, but I think manga tends to be better. Oh, um, yeah, period. For the most part, period. Yeah. Like I, for me, it's like 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 My Hero Academia. I think that the manga, or I think the anime, is really good. Mm-hmm. But I think the manga, for the most part, has been like so much better. Uh, also, yeah. like Horikoshi's art is like great. Um, yeah, and I mean, and this is and and to not to bring to bring it back to Sailor Moon just again for a moment, please. like. 
when we're talking about like the anime to the manga. So let's so let's talk about Sailor Moon Crystal for a second. Um, so Woo! so okay. So here's the thing, right? So um, me as someone that has literally like Sailor Moon is the reason that I became an artist. Sailor Moon is the reason why yeah. I sit, stand before you today doing a podcast called Magical Boys with you, mm-hmm. and why I became a comic book artist and wanting to hopefully go into animation. And I was very upset about that show when I first watched it because it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I still like that show for what it was trying to do. It was tr- And it figured itself out. And, and it ended up figuring itself out. And it's, and it's fantastic. Like, watch Sailor Moon Crystal Season 3. It's yeah, very good, great. and it's super gay. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to watch them, I'll watch the original and 90s anime. It's way better. But um, what I think is so special about, like, something like that is, like, if you look at the manga, it's beautiful. Like, Naoko Takeuchi, like, has, like, in my mind, I just see, like, cherry blossoms and, like, a gentle breeze as she, like... <sighs> This like hovers her finger, her 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 like a uh, quill and ink brush like across the page. As she did, you see it was just her page. birthday, yeah, and she looks so good. Oh, she's amazing. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's like fifty three. And I haven't I have not looked at her hunter hunter husband yet, mm-hmm. so I don't know what the deal is there. Do you want to talk about a like, power couple? What a power couple! A power, power couple! couple. Like you, Hakusho, hunter hunter, fucking like yeah, and and the creator of Sailor Moon. Like oh my god, and Hunter Hunter is really good. It's so good. Um, it's so good. It's oh so good. Um, well, it's like it's same. Yeah. Like like for me, like so we're uh, we do an improvised D and D show at the theater, and, and mm-hmm. before uh, things went um, uh, tits up, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I was uh, I had rolled a character called uh, oh, I think the character's name was oh, I'm gonna look at my 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 thing, uh, Dark Moon. But like literally, I. I've been wanting to do a like magical girl D and D campaign for a long time, yeah. um, and so I was like, "Well, what if I just make a like magical girl character?" And also, I've been wanting to do sort of a more uh, like a more non-binary character on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who's not non-binary, I didn't want to um, uh, portray that uh, as someone who like just isn't. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to at least be able to. Uh, be someone who, as someone who's exploring it myself, yeah. like be someone who looks more gender queer mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. So I bought like a fucking skirt and a petticoat, yeah. and like DJ seen the photo. Yeah. Um, and like the whole reason behind that character is like, I want to make a D and D character because I want to DM this at some point. Mm-hmm. I want to make a D and D character that is a magical girl. Yeah. Like I want to have magical girls. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of my favorite tropes. It's my, I love it's the my idea. Favorite. It's of, my like, favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. Like it being somebody who can transform to something that is more than they are, but it's not from external anything. It's mm-hmm. like something that resides within you. It's just believing that it's there mm-hmm. is like so empowering to me. Yeah, no, it, um, it really is. It's beautiful, and I love that. And that's why mm-hmm. I, that's why I love like Sailor Moon or um, like. And there's so many shows, and I and I think that you know there's a lot of shows where it doesn't feel like Magical Girl, but like. Uh, to me, like Sentai mm-hmm. is just the like another version I, of Magical Girl. I love, I love Sentai. It, it's so. It fun. includes like a transformation or a henchin, you know, mm-hmm. like it's all there. Yeah. It's just 
what you want to call it and how you want to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. It's so good. It's so heartwarming to me. Yeah. That was actually a, a big, we're talking about like bringing people into things that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, when Aaron and I were like first early dating, I was just like, oh, I love Girl on the Gone. It's my fucking favorite. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I can't really get into this. And I was like, it was such for me, like it was literally a month of me being like a shitty boyfriend about it where I was like, I can't, how do you not love this? Yeah, like, how yeah. is this not like? Yeah. And then I just had to be like, different people like different things, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And she can appreciate aspects of it, and I, hundred yeah. percent. But it was me just being like, how does she? How is she not in love with Garen Lagan? Yeah. And removed, I understand many ways why someone would not mm-hmm. be in love with Garen Lagan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, because it is for me, it is that thing. Yeah, it is that thing where I'm just like fucking talk talk to me about it all day yeah yeah like talk to me about talk to me about how amazing common is let's go yeah um so it's funny that you mentioned that so for me like i i didn't grow up watching buffy the vampire slayer um but like that, oh my that, god yeah. that's also like brandon is like head over heels like this is my shit and, Aaron is the same. And, she loves Buffy. And so, like, I watch it and, like, oh, I fucking love it. Like, it's so good. It's it's really, really good. Yeah. And there are a ton of parallels to Sailor Moon in that yes. show. And so I'm watching. Yes. So, like, when we're, like, when we're talking, me, me and him were talking, this is a couple years Buffy ago. Buffy is a magical girl. Yeah, Buffy's a magical girl. She doesn't have a transformation, but she is a magical girl. I mean, well, technically, yes. well, yeah, she kind of does but like not a yeah. not a, a literal transformation sequence but she yeah. also dies multiple times yeah. just like Sailor moon like just... yeah so like when so when we were watching it and we were watching it together and and i'm like we're watching it and i, and I kind of like turn to him and i'm like this is like the exact story arc plot in sailor moon right like there's lots of parallels in this so and what's great is that like my my husband has watched Sailor Moon and like and he gets why I love it he hasn't watched all of it and that's fine he doesn't have to because I'm literally a walking fucking encyclopedia for that shit so I could like reenact every episode every season for him if I really needed to (laughs) but like like it's one of those things because like we we get it and it's like like you were saying it's like you don't we don't have to like all the same stuff and that's fine and this, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Honestly, I think when you have a partner, it is like this beautiful pet. Like again, yeah. I thought Naruto was dumb mm-hmm. until I was like, let me watch it for my partner. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, and the, the hardest Naruto stand possible. And then when I was you, like, Naruto's the best com. Watchmen, get the fuck out of here. Naruto's the best comic ever made. And then you watch Sasuke Uchiha get his ass beat by Rock Lee in the fucking lobby. Before they, before, they took, the fucking, before they took the ninja Rockley, SATs, you watch him get his ass beat in the hallway. When Rockley takes the fucking weights off, talk about iconic, an iconic moment. Iconic. 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 Unparalleled. Talented, br- br- brilliant, amazing, show-stopping, never, never done, been before, done before, completely unique, put it in a... <laughs> It Naruto's full of those moments and it's so good. And I'm so sad that mm-hmm. so many people are just like, oh, it's just a shonen show. And I was like, no, it's so good though. It's so good. Um Yeah. Like, I love my hero. Mm-hmm. And I understand why my hero is so popular here in the West. But fuck. Oh, I feel like Naruto does and they're apples and oranges in some ways, but I feel like Naruto does everything that Naru- that uh my hero does, like, even better. Um 
It's so good. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, sharing a thing that you love with someone is great. Um, it's just like don't you have to like balance it with like you know don't do what I did with Girl Gone where I was just like how yeah. the fu- how the fuck how the fuck do you not love this so much right because uh, it's so good exactly and speaking of because Girl Gone is all the trigger stuff I'm gonna segue into brand new animal amazing I'm they I they dropped the first I want to they dropped the it. first. It's in Netflix jail, mm-hmm. so I had to I had to go about some shadowy, devious ways yep. to get it. Had to go to the dark web. It's but fine. the first the, the the Silk Road, uh, the first <laughs> mm-hmm. six episodes dropped in Japan though, which is almost sad because it means that like to watch more of it, I'll have to wait for months, even uh, getting it via uh, less than kosher means. Yeah, uh, the first six episodes dropped in Japan on Netflix, and like, first of all. Yo Yoshinari, who did Little Witch Academia, it's it's his show. Um, you can tell it's yes. like it's his show because when you look at stuff from Trigger, for the most part, not all of it, but for the most part, it is either Yo Yoshinari's show, which is Little Witch Academia and BNA, mm-hmm. or it is uh, ooh, I'm blanking on the name, Amaishi, or it's Amaishi's show. Mm-hmm. It's Kill a Kill, or it's Promare. Um, Amaishi is very, very um, bombastic mm-hmm. and ridiculous. Doesn't care about plot so much as he cares about fun. Yo is a little bit more, I think, charming and plot oriented and a little less uh, in- intense. Mm-hmm. And Brand New Animal for me mixes the two. Like you can see, uh, there's one episode specifically there where it's like, oh, this is a this is a Amaishi episode, 100. Mm-hmm. Like there's no question. It's so good. Um, 2020, despite being a trash fire for the most part, yeah. is the year of the furries for sure. Oh, 1,000%. Because Brand New Animal, they know. They know they're, they know that you're horny for these characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I'm uh, about it. Uh, Jen Ice Cream on Twitter, the artist, she did a bunch of the designs. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I didn't, I didn't know that. You know, I'm, you know what I'm talking about, right? No. Jen Ice Cream? Yes. G-E-N-I-C-E. Um, she did a bunch of the designs for it. And it's so... The opening's amazing. The ending's amazing. Um, the whole show is just so good. I am so excited for it to hit Netflix here. Wow. And for people to be obsessed with it. Yeah, her shit's good. Um, and this is, like, coming right after uh, Stars, mm-hmm. which... Can we talk about Furry Riverdale? Can we please? Can we talk? Did you watch all of it? Oh, I watched all of it. It is Furry Riverdale. It, it, it is. is a, That's exactly what it is. It is messy. Mm-hmm. It's like, when is this, when is this, uh, when is this deer going to join the FBI? <laughs> like, what's, Yeah, when is this is deer going to be part of an underground uh, fight club ring? This rabbit is trying to suck this wolf's dick and I'm here for it. Like, oh my God, yes. Yeah, these stars is so good. It's really good. So, like, with my new job, like, we went to like during lunch, like, we will watch anime because, like, of course, yeah, that's so. Like, full disclosure, like, I work for a a anime and manga distributor for a big anime and manga distributor for the United States. So, 
the opinions reflected in this podcast are my own and not the not reflective of my employer. Um, also, do, DJ is not in charge of anything that would remove. Yeah. Also, I'm also I'm so not in charge of any. Of I'm not in charge of anything. I can't. I I can't know what I want to do anything to the content that's coming from Japan. DJ can't make changes to shit. Like, so if you're talking about him being a censorship SJW, you don't understand anything about the industry. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, nor would I want to change anything. Having an opinion isn't the same isn't the same thing as wanting to change something. So yeah, I'm all about hey man, if something if something in Japan is problematic and it needs to be translated for the states, let it ride. Like let that shit be what it is. Yeah, but like. I we watched the first two episodes during our lunch, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it, I'm so, it's so I'm good. horny for Lagoshi. I'm horny for Haru. Yeah. I'm horny for everybody. I, it used to be so when good. I worked at uh, I worked at Turner for a while, and I had a friend that worked at Adult Swim, which uh, in Atlanta. Turner is on one side of 85, 75 yep. in, in the middle of the city. I remember, I remember where the and Turner offices were in Atlanta. I remember. Adult Swim is over at William Street, which is across the street. Yep. So I had a friend that was the uh, video librarian over at William Street. I would go over on my lunch break sometimes to walk to William Street because they had a little like cafeteria. Yeah. And I would grab lunch at their cafeteria, and they had a, a viewing room. And because it was uh, Adult Swim, they would have, like, tsunami anime shit um, in-house in a little bit early. And so we would just, like, hang out and eat lunch and watch anime early. And it was the best. It was, like, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah, so Felix Quinn Noir, thank you for the follow. Much appreciated. Thank you. Yes. But please continue. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's a that's all I had to say. Also, B Stars is a great watch. B Stars, it's a fucking. Oh my god! Mess. Please watch B Stars. It is so fucking messy. It's so good. Um, like, so that studio is the same studio that did um, Hoseki no Kuni or Land of Lustrous. Land of Lustrous and like Orange is the name of the studio. Chef Kiss, mwah, so good. Like, I don't, I don't think it looks necessarily as good as Land of Lustrous, mm-hmm. but also Land of Lustrous is dealing with lots of uh, non-organic looking things, yeah. and uh, B Stars is like very organic looking things like animals. So, as someone who does not love CG and anime, mm-hmm. I think B Stars still looks pretty good. Not amazing, but pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Like it. Yeah, because I was like, I, I'm I'm still very much on the fence about like CG anime, like in general. But like, if anything, I, I love that like, because like my, my biggest thing is consistency, right? Like, I love a show yes. looking consistently good for all 12, 24, however many episodes. So, which is why like yeah. most shonen adaptations is are hard for me yeah. because I'm just like Naruto's gonna look really good for like the pain Jiraiya fight. And then it's going to look like asshole for the next 10 episodes. Like, that's how most shonen goes. Most shonen is, like, going to look bad for a while so they can save up to make the fight look good whenever it happens. And that's that's rough. I love it to just, yeah. like, look decent the whole way. Yeah. Like, it... That's the thing that is so rough. <laughs> oh, so, um, just pausing really quick. So, um... I want to give a, a quick shout out to my friend Dylan, who he also happens to work at Twitch, but it's great. So he just raided our my my Twitch channel with like I just saw the big jump sixty six people people watching. It's it's crazy. I'm just like <laughs> like I'm this I can is, just wait. I'm just gonna get back. This here. is I'm wild. So thank you, Dylan, so much for like hitting us up. <laughs> 
Yeah, so um, I guess we can t- kind of take this a minute since we're kind of doing a quick um, reintroduction since... So if you're just listening to the pod, again, I'm sorry if the format's a little bit weird, but for those of you that are joining us live... Um, if you're a pod listener, just fucking deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this live, just fucking deal yeah, with it. Yeah, so um, to all the people that just joined us from Dylan's uh, channel... Um, my name is DJ Kirkland. Um, OK DJ is my handle both on Twitter and Instagram and here. And I stream video games, um, art. That's what I do here. But um, we are uh, testing out the for, for the first time of uh, recording our podcast that I, that's called The Magical Boys live on Twitch. Um, and this is like one of like my best friends on the planet. This is Ruben Medina. He is also my podcast co-host. And we are two queer... POC that wanted to make a show about comics, anime, video games, manga, pop culture, and all that good stuff in between from a queer perspective. So hopefully you'll stick and around and join us. And that's the thing is that like I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, voices in the anime space, mm-hmm. especially the anime space, oh, the video game space as well, though, that are um, good, but it's definitely coming from a not queer POC perspective. Right. Um, and we wanted to bring that to y'all and i just want to make it clear if you're not queer and if you're not poc you're still welcome absolutely to like come come chill come watch come participate with us um what i what i hope uh in my heart of hearts is that um the things that we talk about the things that we say are not alienating to you but are things that make you think about your place in the sort of uh hierarchy of how the world works yeah um and how you can be a great ally um uh and help out because uh, i think you know we have so many great 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 followers mm-hmm. that are um that are on board already and that are like you know they're with us yeah but for those of you that maybe this is like new or challenging in some ways mm-hmm. um don't peace out don't be like, well, fuck this. It's, it's for queer POCs. This isn't for me. Stick around and like let us exchange ideas mm-hmm. and be chill. Um, and that doesn't mean that I'm gonna like either of us are going to um, uh, entertain any ideas that are like so blatantly racist or homophobic or any of that. Because like, fuck off if that's your thing. But if it's a thing that you're trying to figure out. We want to be here to like help you with it and talk about it and talk about uh, the things that we love, which are video games and animated media, mm-hmm. in a way that you maybe didn't think about before. Right. Um, and the example I would like to give is um, I love I love listening to Waypoint Radio, yeah. which is um, uh, Austin Walker and his crew uh, over at uh, Vice, and um, nothing has radicalized me more. As far as being like a like a democratic socialist, yeah, um, and, and thinking about labor more than listening to that podcast, which is wild to say that a video game podcast has made me more yeah. politically motivated, politically involved, politically aware. But because they're unapologetic about it and talk about it, even when things would butt up against my personal beliefs, yeah. um, it made me think about it and and, and uh, uh, really think about where I uh, I sit and where I am in that whole scheme. So um yeah, that's that's what I say to you guys who have just hopped in and joined us is like stick around. Uh we love having fun. We're funny and um you know, if it's something that challenges 
your ideas, your thoughts, think about it and reach out to us. And we're more than happy to, I mean, I, I know I am at least, uh, and I'm sure DJ as well, yeah. but I don't want to speak for him, but like, we're more than happy to, to be um, ambassadors into this very <laughs> queer oh, and round world yeah, like, that we're in. Yeah. Like I, I agree hundred percent. So um, yeah, this is wild. So like, I don't think I've ever had more than like 20 people in my Twitch channel at once. So having 53 viewers at this current point in time is pretty cool. So um, thank you all so much for joining us and sticking with us for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So we were just talking about anime. Um, we were talking about Beastars. And if you're not watching Beastars, you should. It's on Netflix. It's, it's, it's wild. Um, it's furry. It's horny and it's weird. Yeah, it's horny and it's weird. It's a furry version of Riverdale, which if you don't know what Riverdale is, it's a horny version of the Archie comics from Archie Comics, so there's that. But um, yeah, um, can I tell you, DJ, that the the weird story with my theater? Um, the guy who's currently in charge of all the Archie shit, including Riverdale, uh, made wrote a show that we did that was an Archie. It was like an Archie fanfic that where Archie was queer, mm. and that was a show that we did at my theater, like in the mid yeah. late nineties, yeah. like forever ago. Yeah, yeah. And it, we got a cease and desist from like the Archie people. <laughs> um, Cause they were like, you can't, you can't do this. You can't make this show where Archie's queer, blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And they were so pissed off about it. Um, so like they made, this was before my time there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made some changes to the show to make it like not a liable for legal issues. The guy who wrote that is now the showrunner for <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> That's amazing. Like he started his career making basically queer Archie fanfic for for stage, and uh, that's amazing. That's crazy. Um, and Felix Quinn, um, wow, like Game Bar, that was like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. That's that's that was when we were like just graduating. College. Yeah, that's that's crazy because like the two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and then me. Well, that's when I graduated college, and then like going to like two thousand and ten, whatever, what, what eleven. When did I move to Atlanta? 2010? I th- something like that. I, time, I'm still, time, is a, time is a social construct and a blur. I'm um, still fucking blown away that we never actually crossed paths in Atlanta. I mean, what's crazy? Yeah, what's crazy to me is that you went, like, we had so many mutual friends and we didn't ever cross paths. No, it was, it was like, for me, from 2004, I mean, until now, yeah. I've been here. Yeah, so like the fact that we never. So part of me thinks that we probably did at like a party, but like we never met. If I had known, I would have risked it all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love it you. Been done. Yeah, I mean, it's like my love is right here, like on the other side of the screen. So it's mm-hmm. it's like it's it's crazy. So like I. We've gotten so far off track because we got, got so many more viewers <laughs> and had to kind of explain what we do all over again. But we were talking about anime, we were talking about Beastars, and that was wild. Um, but Felix, thank you for like dealing with me and my bullshit for like over a decade at this point. <laughs> like, I am a mess of a person, which you've probably seen in real time. Um, but thank you for joining us. Um, so. We just we're talking about B stars. Um, uh-huh. Let's talk. Is there anything else you're watching or you're playing? Yeah, um, I've watched so many things during this quarantine. Um, well, quarantine. So. Also, just just before just before we move forward though, um, any politician that's talking about or anyone who's like, hey, the arts don't need money. The arts don't need 
uh, an injection of of capital during this time. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, right. because what the fuck are you doing at home? You're watching Netflix. You're playing video right. games. Like everything that you're dur- you are doing during during this quarantine is uh, uh, for almost everyone is ingesting all of these beautiful things that people made and poured their heart and soul to, right. and it is. It is arts. Yeah. So if you're talking about arts as a non-essential, and it doesn't mean money, eat my whole asshole. Okay. <laughs> like. I mean, don't. I mean, you might be threatening some people with a good time, Ruben. Oh, well, okay. Your ass, um, so my asshole's pristine, but yeah. like, just. It is, <laughs> but no, I. It is, yeah. yeah. It's so upsetting yeah. in the wild for it to be like, well, arts are not essential. I was yeah. like, motherfucker, what the fuck are you doing at home on your couch? Are you watching shit on Netflix? Are you watching shit on Hulu? Are you playing a video right. game? That is arts. Eat my whole asshole. Like, I th- Fucking like, give us money to survive. Like, I somebody made this sentiment um, a couple of times, and I think it's so true. Like when people could talk about the arts and they talk about like, oh, you charge so much money for this. It's like, yeah, it t- it didn't take me that long to make this, but I'm charging you for the years of practice and dedication yes. and education and experience that I've had to get to this point to be able to do this in 20 minutes. I've 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 been doing improv, taking classes and stuff. I've been I've been performing since mm-hmm. 2006. Yeah. I've been doing improv since probably about the same time. That's 14 years yeah. of me investing time in getting good at being a comedian and a host and all these other right. things. And so it's like, yeah, does this thing take me an hour to do or two hours to do? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. But it's because I spent 14 years doing it. So fucking pay me motherfucker. Right. Right. That's like the, that's like the whole thing. Fuck you. Pay me. Like there are so many people like Gurun, for example, like works in works in television and in, in yeah. like in pre-production and all that stuff. Like these people have trained and gone to school to, be able to do their jobs effectively and to be able to provide a level of like professionalism and talent and work to be able to do these things. Like you've trained in like in performance art and acting for a long time. And I trained in, in drawing and creating comics and storyboarding and animation and all that stuff for such a long time. And it's like, while it doesn't look like a traditional quote-unquote job to people, like, it's still a job. Like, even as dumb as it sounds, like, like, somebody designed this fucking Starbucks cup. Like, somebody designed, like, all of, like, the signage. And these are graphic designers. These are production designers. These are interior designers. These, like... That's a job. The, the, That's a job. The, these are jobs. Like, the like the furniture that you buy from Ikea, a designer made the design for that fucking table that you bought in a flat box to build to put in your house. Like, like all that stuff is a job. And anybody that devalues the arts in any way, like, has no concept or understanding of what like what these roles do for our world and what and like the things that you're wearing the stuff that you sit in the stuff that you that you watch all that stuff it's crazy well and that's and that's why i mean i think a besides like sticking together helping her through this stuff um, i'm gonna actually i'm gonna plug real quick yeah do it um uh twitch.tv slash dad's garage 
uh, ATL. Uh, so my theater, right? Like I, I work outside of my normal day job. I work for a nonprofit improv theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been like super fiscally solvent and really chill for 20 something years now yeah. with ups and downs. But uh, we've made a good business out of what we do while still being a nonprofit, which part of that is being... Um, our money being accountable, right? By being a nonprofit, one of those main things is that, like, you can see where our money goes and how we spend it. And, you know, we've we've had uh, we've had to be closed yeah. since all this shit happened, right? Yeah. And I don't know when we're opening back up. And so it's like, hey, how do we how do we make? I'm a teacher there, right? So like, how do we make digital classes? What does that look yeah. like? Um, and we pivoted so hard to uh, Twitch, mm-hmm. so it's like. 11 a.m. to like 3 p.m. almost every day mm-hmm. we have uh we have content it's very cable access style <laughs> some shit works some shit doesn't yeah. um 8 p.m. frequently we have content um uh we've been airing re- archival recordings of some of our scripted shows on Fridays and Saturdays and it's great like we we aired a show uh last night uh one of our scripted shows that had like 600 people watching on That's Twitch amazing. um it's great and so if you if you like comedy if you like shit like that come over to the Dad's Garage uh uh Dad's Garage ATL Twitch channel and check it out but it's like yeah man if if you're in the arts right now it's really fucking tough yeah so um you know any way that we can like signal boost y'all or help y'all mm-hmm. out let us know yeah. um and just like you know there's a lot of people right now they're going to talk about how arts are not vital and they can fucking fuck off yeah. because again what is everyone doing right now right. During this quarantine, they're reading, they're ingesting, they're, in con- they're reading, reading books, reading comics, watching shows on Netflix, watching movies, cartoons, yes. all that stuff. Like, and arts makes that happen. Yeah, it's um, true. So, get the fuck out of right. here! Wow. Um, yeah, we went on like a crazy long, <laughs> which is fine. Like, which I love that we are kind of like just going wherever the conversation takes us in this kind of new format. So I love well, that. Well, we haven't, we haven't done the podcast in like two months. Yeah, it's, so it's this, been, is, this is like a more me andry than usual. Yeah. But, yeah. Which is, um, I'm, which I'm fine with. So I'm, I'm really happy. That also shout out to, to Twitch chat. If there's shit that you guys want to hear us talk about, let us know in the comments. Like yeah. if there's like, yeah, if you guys have questions about anything going on with the anime or video games or nerd stuff in general or queer stuff in general, uh, put it in the comments. Um, and, and we'll we'll talk about it because we usually do a sort of a, a audience question section. So yeah, so yeah, we're we're down for that. So because usually we have like a little outline of what we talk about every show, but we're just kind of doing it off the cuff today. And since mm-hmm. it's kind of like no holds barred, like whatever whatever the format of the show is, we're just kind of just rolling with it. Um, but in terms of other stuff that I'm watching during the quarantine. Um, it is not an anime. It is live action. Um, I just finished oh. watching. <laughs> I just finished watching Love Is Blind on Netflix. Oh my god, you love! I cannot. You love the reality show. I, Ruben, you don't know what reality TV shows like mean to me. Like I, I don't <laughs> because I don't because I, because I hate them. They're bad. So, like they're they're bad. <laughs> Like, I love, I love, uh, I love Terrace House. Yeah. But when Terrace House gets like too 
drama ridden, I'm like, I back off. Like, yeah. I can't. So like, I can't deal with the message. Yeah. Yet. So like, as someone that is like a reality TV like connoisseur, that like. I have like an IV of like reality <laughs> content like injected into me at, at all times. You're fucking like, ter- a like sommelier. Ter- yeah, yeah, fucking... yeah, I'm like a sommelier of reality television shows. Um, Terrace House is good. I love Terrace House, but like, it is so boring in comparison to like like other like oh. reality shows. But like, but that stuff is so like ma- it's like it's so manufactured drama and all that stuff to be for it, for I... it to be interesting for like American audiences or whatever. So like, there's that. But like. I yeah. love it because it's, it's like good, but it's, so chill, yeah. and 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 it's. I'm just like these people are just trying to do their best. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah. They are trying to do their best. Um, and and I love Terrace House for that because there's there are some cuties on that show. Um, oh my, oh my god. Um, yeah, no. but uh, Love Is Blind is probably like the worst show that I've ever watched. Um, but I couldn't, but I couldn't <laughs> okay. look away. So. Here's the whole conceit for Love is Blind. So Love is Blind is a reality Tell show that's me. on Netflix. And basically what it is, it, it takes a bunch of single men and single women. I mean, it's very, it's painfully straight. So whatever. <laughs> um, so oh, it's just like stab me in yeah, the chest. It's like, straight, please so punch bad. me in the fucking throat. Um, so it, it basically takes, it's basically asking the question, is love actually blind? Can you fall in love and like have a successful marriage with someone that you have never met? Okay. I- so I, I just want to just interject yeah, please, real quick. Please. I saw the trailer for yeah. this, and I was just like, yo, this seems like a dope concept for a mm-hmm. show where it's like you have to like get to know the person. Because The Bachelor is all about just like, yo, how hot is somebody? Do I suck their dick on the first date? Like, that's The Bachelor, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And what's wild about The Bachelor is like they'll record the audio of that shit. And I was like, is this legal? Right, is this okay? Right. Um, it's like that fucking that vine. Is this okay? Mm-hmm. Is this allowed? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what was interesting to me about the about this show was like, oh, they have to like make a choice based solely on personality. I'm so into mm-hmm. this. But then everyone they showed was conventionally attractive. Right. And I was like, never mind. Yeah, I was like, give me some people that are not conventionally attractive. Right. Let me see people fall in love with someone and then be like, yo, oh, yeah, hmm. Like, let me see if love wins out yeah. over them not being like perfectly attractive. Right. So there's there's that part of it, right? So that's still very much like rooted in traditional, like uh, conventional beauty standards and all that stuff. So there's that part of it. Um, so basically what happens, like, in the first, like, four or five... DJ, keep talking. I'm just going to eat some Outback while you're... What did you get from Outback? I got a steak, and I got a Caesar salad, and some but, seasonal veggies. Did you get a Bloomin' Onion? No. <laughs> I got a Bloomin' Onion. Last time I did, because I was having... Uh, last time I ordered Outback, I did, because I was having a give-up day. <laughs> where I give up on life. And give up on being attractive, okay. and I just decide to have myself. Um, it's impo- It's. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna get. Ga- I'm gonna meet myself. I'm gonna. I'm gonna gas you off for a second. I'm gonna gas you off for a second. Um, it's like really like impossible for you to like not be attractive. So like, just, oh my like, God. just like stop. Oh my um, <laughs> but like how big the zucchini is? Yeah. How? Why? How is this so big? What? <laughs> that that is a huge zucchini. Um. So. The whole I'm I'm gonna mute myself. Okay, so like the whole thing with like Love Is Blind is like 
it's the singles, like, like all the men are on one side, all the women are on, on another side, and they go on dates. And um, for those of you that are just listening to the pod, quote unquote, dates with people on the other side of these pods, and they they just have to get to know these people for like who they are, and like what they're about, blah blah blah, all that. And with that, like the people are just basically making a, an emotional connection with the person that they are apparently gonna potentially fall in love with and then the whole point is to then the whole point is to get married in the show so then once they find a person that they are in love with they ask them to marry them and they say yes or no and so they say yes everyone of course everyone says yes they want to marry the person that they that they have fallen in love with emotionally on the other side and then they meet for the first time and so they meet and they're like, oh my God, wow, like they're so attractive or they're this or they're that or they're this or they're that. And then. Oh my God, wow, you're so attractive. Right. Like, you're you're so like conventionally attractive. Oh my, oh my God. God. And oh. Um, there's like, there's like, um, all the, it kind of dwindles down because there's like a bunch of like women and a bunch of men, but it ends up dwindling down to like four couples on each side like like four like four four men and four women and the and then becoming couples or whatever and and then it's like okay so now that you meet then they leave the the pods and then they like both live in an apartment in Atlanta like the whole show the whole show is filmed in Atlanta um so they film they get them apartments at a neutral space so that they're not living in each other's apartments or anything like that they're living at a neutral space together and they're kind of getting to know each other and all that stuff and yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, it's all a mess. And this one couple, it's a woman that's 34 that's that agrees to marry a dude that is 24. And just for context, like, my mom and dad are 10 years apart in age. So, like, that's not, it's like, it's not a thing. And so she is so... <laughs> I'm just watching Ruben put put dressing all over the Caesar salad. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, Bitch, you know I love that Caesar. <laughs> and she's like, so like when we have kids, and the kids like, hey, I'll I'll be I'll be forty, and you'll be whatever. And he's like, whatever, that's cool. And he's like super on board. Like he's like he's like I'm in love with you. Like it's cool. And she's like, oh my god, but like we are ten years apart. And da 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 da. And and like and I get it, right? Like if I were single, and if a twenty four year old approached me, I might have a couple of reservations about it. But I wouldn't. Do you know what your life is yet? Do you know what's happening? Right, right. But like, would I have sex with a twenty four year old? One thousand percent. Um, 100%. like but like listen I'm all about like both sides of the spectrum give me like a grandpa or a little bit of I'm like anyway all right like I'm like I'm down for whatever but um like it like she just was just so like stuck on this and then and during the portion of the show where they were in the po- like the pods quote unquote they sh- this woman was talking to another guy and he was like, oh, I'm not sure if I, like, if I want to be with you or this other girl. And he eventually not, he eventually chooses another girl. 
And this this woman is, like, obsessed with him and all that stuff. So when they are out of the pods and they are all, like, together in the same groups, like, she is still obsessed with him. And she, like, is a messy, messy drunk. And she, so when she's drinking, she's like, oh, my God, like, you know, like, I still have feelings for him and whatever. And, like... You know, it's different. And like, and I feel so bad for the guy that she agreed that she said yes to marrying him. And this guy is like all in, like he's like all about it for her and all that stuff. And he's super cute. And like, he's like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And she's like, there's no man that's that emotionally available. Like, that's a red flag to me. Yeah. He's not like, no Here's man. The thing. Never, never agree to marrying somebody. Not once. <laughs> yeah. Like, never agree. When they propose after, like, years, sure. Yeah. But, like, no, no, no. If I was on the show, I'd be like, um, and maybe the show is like, you have to do that. Yeah. I'd be like, no, no, I want to get to know a person. And it's cool that I get to know them without seeing yeah. them. Though, let's be real, like, physical attraction is part of the equation. Yeah, 100%. Um, but a really, really good, like, connection, yeah. personality-wise mm-hmm. or, or emotionally, can overcome that yeah. for sure. Um. But like, physical attraction is important. Mm-hmm. You still need to, you still need to want to fuck up, person. Yeah. Um, oh, but the idea of just like, yeah, you're so amazing. Let's get married, mm-hmm. especially after what is probably a few months at most. Oh, so like, no, they they fuck out of here. So they are engaged after two weeks. I'm sorry, one more time. They kinda, so the couples are engaged after two weeks. Fuck off. Fuck yeah, off. no, so like it's so when so like it was hard for me to watch that show initially, like the first two episodes, because they were like, oh my god, like I'm in love. Like people are like full on crying and like, oh my god, like I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is a mess. Um, no, people are people are filling voids in their life with somebody else instead of figuring their shit right. out. Right, and you kind of that is what that is, he, which is great for oh, reality yeah, TV because it's messy. Yeah, so like it's that uh, that shit is great for reality television because it's fucking a shit show. Um, but yeah, it Love Is Blind is a mess of a show. Um, it's it's hard to watch because I'm like, this is so like painfully straight. Like I can't. Um, so it's it's hard. But like what everyone should watch which I'm hoping that it's all streaming now, go watch the last season of Are You The One on MTV. Because the last season of Are You The One is all queer people or all gender fluid people. It is very good. Um, and there's um, a person that's on that show that um, that is uh, transitioning, um, that, that, that is trans, and is like actively still taking hormones on the show. And there are so many like really fantastic conversations about gender and and all that stuff, but it's also that traditional reality TV drama and mess. Are you the one? Was so good, and if that show isn't just like gender fluid and queer from like here on out, there's no point in watching it because apparently there have been five, four or five other seasons prior to this one that was queer. And I had no desire to watch it, but oh my god, please go watch Are, Are You the One? It's so good. It's so good. And everyone is hot. Like, and and it's like, and it's all different. Like, there's like everyone is sexy, but like they're different kinds of sexy. And it's it's really fun to watch. So I would highly recommend watching 
the last season that just aired that's called, that's Are You the One, um, uh, All for One or something like that. I forgot what the tagline was for it, but please watch that. It is so good. It's very very good. And Remy, woo, messy queen, but he is so hot. So I haven't watched this. So I don't. I don't know what Remy's like. I don't know you got a Ruben. <laughs> yeah, Remy is so hot. <laughs> but here, risk it all. For oh, Remy. he's fine. 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 I'm gonna. Send, I'm gonna find a picture of him for you. Please send it to me. Well, I'm gonna say right now. Um, this episode brought to you by Outback. <laughs> yes. Just right. Um, DJ, I think it's time mm-hmm. we talk about Animal Crossing. Let's talk about Animal Crossing. We've been talking for almost two hours and we haven't talked about Animal Crossing. Um, So I mentioned at the top of the show that Animal Crossing has been my saving grace through this whole pandemic. Um, I'm so grateful to this game for bringing me like a level of like unbridled joy and happiness through this whole mess. Like, I I liked Animal Crossing games before in the past. Like, I played the one on the GameCube. I played the one on the Wii. And I played the one on the, on the 3DS. But um, it, it didn't really connect for me. Because I think the big thing for me was, is that, like, in the previous Animal Crossing games, like, you could design your villager to look like whatever you wanted, but, like, you didn't have a choice of the villager's skin color. So for me, as, like, a black person, like, I felt like I couldn't really make a connection to my in-game avatar because I was like, I this doesn't reflect me in any way. Like, I like... Yeah, this is important, but... Yeah. Breaking news, DJ just sent me this uh, Remy's Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. A, very hot. Yeah. B, I went through his media post... Remy has a photo of his dick on his Twitter feed. Just wait a minute. Wh- where is it? I did not see a picture of his dick. Just fucking, just fucking hit. Go to Remy's Twitter oh, feed. On media. media. Uh-huh. It's three days ago, and his his whole big ass dick is there. Oh my god, I want to see it. Sorry, I know this is important. It's it's important to talk about character creators. It's important to, having black it's people. It's important to me. And black hair, but Remy's dick is also Be, important. Seeing obviously. his dick like on Twitter is very important to me. <laughs> it's big. He's like he's definitely chubby for sure. Like his oh dick my god. is. Oh god, my what god. The, what the fuck? Oh my awesome. god, awesome. Jesus. Yeah, did you did you see Oh this? my god. Guys, I'm sorry, this is happening in a meteor. Oh race. my god. Um, Jesus. I put down my utensils for my steak. He, he put down his outback to tell me this. I put my outback down because that dick was fucking thick. Anyway, Jesus, sorry, talk about, you know, uh, Talk about how, how nice it is to be represented in Animal Crossing. I'm sorry. It's great. Just that dick was... It's great. The dick was a lot. It's great. Like, um, yeah. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. Um, the rest of the podcast is like, <laughs> I'm not be able to um, Yeah, like, I, I love that I'm able to make an avatar that actually literally looks like me and has my hairstyle. Like, those of you that are watching, I'm wearing a hat currently, so you can't see my hair because um, I, I... So, I had... A appointment to go see my barber like the week that the that the shelter in place order was instated so um oh my god couldn't see my barber so i look crazy underneath this hat so you're not gonna see it um <laughs> but um but yeah so um yeah like 
the fact that I was able to like see, be able to make a character that looks like me in Animal Crossing was very important to me. And I've been able to connect to this game in a way that I wasn't really able to connect to it before um, because of that, just for that sole purpose. Like, I have, like, a little person in the game that looks like me, and I'm able to kind of see myself reflected in this kind of, like, fantasy world where, like, everything's great. I have an, I have my own island. I have my own house. Um, I have really cute neighbors. It's really cute and fun. Um, yeah, it's been really fun to kind of, like, really immerse myself in this. Like, I, I, I realized the other day that I kind of was, like, fucking around in Animal Crossing for, like, six hours of my day. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, like, I, um, I, I don't think I ever had that experience playing New Leaf with spending that much time in Animal Crossing. But it's been really fun. Like, I'm not doing the time traveling thing like a lot of other people are doing. Um, but I've just been enjoying the ride. It's been really fun. It's been really cute. And I've been enjoying myself a lot. How about you? Dude is like, I'm not doing time traveling like some other people are. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've... No, so I've I've previously not been able to get into Animal Crossing. Like, I just... Yeah. I just didn't... It just did not click with me. It felt too much like real life, too much like owing actual debt, too much like all these... Oh, it's chores a video game. I mean, that's what it is. It yeah. is. But because this Animal Crossing sort of like codifies those things like every uh for like the nook miles right you log in you have nook miles to do like that are specific tasks <laughs> and for me as someone who honestly i think playing a bunch of mobile gotcha games really prepared me to play animal crossing properly because mobile gotcha games are like you know you log in you do your dailies mm-hmm. and animal crossing is the same in a lot of ways where it's like whether you do more or less that's up to you but at the very least Log in, do your dailies, do your nook miles that are like, you know, times two or times five. Um, check in for the new shit you can do because it's a new day, whatever that is. But it's the objectives really, re- the clear objectives really help me. Yeah. Um, versus like, for me, it's like, if it's like ambiguous objectives, then it feels like it's like too much of me thinking mm-hmm. about doing the thing versus just logging in and seeing what I need to do. Yeah. Um, that said, I have done some time traveling mainly because, um, here's a, here's a strat for you all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. It's better to do early in your animal crossing career than later. Mm-hmm. Um, so the money that you put into the bank earns interest like a real bank does. So what you can do is if you want to, uh, make a lot of money in a short amount of time, which I do think like for me, there is a joy to uh, earning your money by capturing fish or capturing bugs or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But especially when you get to uh, not later game, but like later rent stuff. Yeah. And your rent, like to pay off Tomok is like yeah. 1.5 million or 2.5 million. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, or like you want to move your house and moving your house costs 30,000 bells, yeah. which I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, you put as much money as you can into the bank. Then you go into your switch system clock and change it to 2000 and log back in. And then you save and log back out. And then you change your system clock to 2060. (laughs) Um, 
and you just and every time you do that the uh, you'll get like a, a piece of mail in your mailbox that's like oh hey you've earned a bunch of interest because of you have money in the bank and it's the most you can earn is like 99,999 interest right so if you just spend i don't know an hour doing that you'll make a million bells um in an hour which frequently like going to an island and making a tarantula island would net me 150,000 bells for an hour of work. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just time travel and do this. Um, you will probably fuck a couple things up as far as like, like I never, I never saw Isabel properly introduced to the island. Mm-hmm. She just was like there, um, which kind of sucks. But in general, for me, I was like, there are things I want access to to customize my shit. Yeah. So I want to be able to do them now. Um, versus I do think that the game does a great job of being like, Hey, don't worry about it. Do it. We're going to actually like gate things. So you have to have a slow relax. Pace. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I'm hiccuping cause I, I ate my food. Too yeah. <laughs> um, which is fine. But for me, I want to be able to like get to things because frequently, especially early on in that game, I would be after like maybe an hour, two hours of work, I would be done with the stuff I can do for the right. day. So I'm like, well, I could go fishing or whatever for the rest of the day, but like I'd prefer to actually make some sort of progress. Oh, absolutely. So, so yeah. that's, that's been more my time traveling is coming yeah. in. That said, I really like the game and it's a, it's a game. I, I honestly, I really don't think if I hadn't been deep into playing like Dragalia and Grand Blue. Yeah. For the past year, mm-hmm. or rather, Dragalia for the past couple of years, Grand Blue for the like last three months. Yeah, I would not know how to handle Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. but Gotcha Games made me like n- understand it. Yeah. Um, um, so Felix Quinn uh, Noir just, was just saying in the chat, like, also like, can we talk about how nice the fashion is in the new Animal Crossing and the whole wardrobe interface to help you do your own uh, do your outfits? Absolutely. Like the. I've, once I got the hang of understanding how the the pro pattern maker tool works, like I've been losing my mind and kind of like spending a lot of my time doing that. And like, if you follow me on Twitter, like I recreated like outfits that I actually own in the game. So I'm like, that's really fun for me. Like I really enjoyed the fact that I was able to recreate like things that I like that look like me, like in the game. And it's like really fun and really cute, like, and I can't wait to get more stuff so I can, like, do more, like, Animal Crossing, like, fashion things and all that stuff, so it, yeah, it's just been bringing me a lot of joy through this whole process, and um, I've been able to just, like, have a lot of fun and just immerse myself in this world in between working from home and doing freelance stuff. It's been great. And there's such a good, there's such a good community, um, of Animal Crossing people that are just creating yeah. shit. Um, whether it's, um, what's nice is that designs from Happy Home yeah. and I think New Leaf as mm-hmm. well. Those QR codes still they work, do. right? So there is years of people creating shit for this game that still works that you can import into it. As well as, um, I think when you get the Able Sisters store, mm-hmm. you can put in a creator's ID. And then see all the stuff they've created. So it's like if I wanted DJ's looks that are based on his actual clothes, I could go to the Able store and put in his ID and then see them and get them, which that's is amazing. Awesome. It's that's great. Awesome. I didn't know that. That's really cool. And that's one of my favorite things about about 
the game is that it's so heavily encourages i mean like there's obviously like the core game but it really 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 encourages making things which is not a gameplay loop like a uh, thing about like mario maker right I am someone who plays Mario Maker and consumes what people have created. I have no desire to make Mario Maker yeah. levels. Um, I have very little desire to make much in Animal Crossing, but it's so nice to um, consume the stuff that people do make. And I love that for people who do want to make stuff, yeah. that want to make um, really cool patterns or clothes or any of that, that is a thing they can do, uh, which is so rad. Yeah, it's... It's really, it's really fun. Yeah, um, yeah. No, Tom Nook is a tanuki. That that is what he is. <laughs> he is a cute, a cutie little tanuki. Um, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I've come, I've come around on Tom Nook because everyone's like, oh, Tom Nook's he's capitalism, blah blah blah. And I felt the same way until I realized like, so bells in the game, if you equate them to Japanese yen, Tom Nook is charging you like fucking nothing for a house. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you're getting charged nothing for a house. Yeah. Do you owe him? Yes. But also, it's the thing that you agreed to do. He's like, hey, I can build an expansion. You don't have to mm-hmm. do it, but you can. And you're getting a 0% loan yeah. with no no, pay, no payment plan, no interest. Like, you, you don't have yes. interest after like, I'm at the point, or anything like that. Like, it's, yeah. I, I'm at the point in the game where I've maxed my house out. Like, I can't, I could not make my house Then right. can you give me money so it's that I can max out my house, please? Thanks. Do you, if you come hang out, I'll give you Please. money. I will be a sugar daddy, DJ. That's all um, that I wanted is to have a sugar daddy. <laughs> my my only fans for <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing show feet. Um, so, but yeah, like it's like especially the last one you get, it's like two point five million, and it's like yo, that's a lot. But like in yen terms, it's not that much comparatively. Yeah, and that last upgrade. I mean, I'll pay him off because I'm a good person, <laughs> but you don't have to at any point. You don't have to pay him off for that money. He builds you the shit before you pay him for it. And so I'm just like, honestly, Tom Nook ain't so bad. Right. Like, is he trying to make some money? Is he trying to turn a profit? Is he trying to whatever? For sure. Absolutely. But he gives you a 0% interest loan and gives you the shit before you pay it's for true. it. I'm it just does. like, that is, that's good. That's so much better than anything else going on. So, are you are you trying to force anyone out of your? Uh, are you trying to force people out of your village um, yet? Because I'm definitely. I mean, there. I might. For- I'm reporting shit to Isabel. I might day. force Sheldon out of my fucking community because he sent me a fucking letter and said that I had noodle arms, and I'm like, what the fuck is that about? When they gave me my first like three people moving in, they gave me Chester, who is a like lazy panda, and I'm cool with it. Chester's like an OG character. He's not like my fave, but like I'm I'm down. I don't care. It's fine. He's there. Um, they gave me Billy, who's fine. He can leave. Mm-hmm. I might push him out at some point. Um, I got Renee, who's a horse. R e n e i g h, who's amazing. <laughs> Renee will stay mm-hmm. forever. Um, but, uh, like they're already like when you, when you set up your campsite, the first person that comes, you have to allow to move in to get the thing where you can summon people via Amiibos. And I'm already just like, Isabel, I have a problem with this villager. And the two options are the way they talk or the way they dress, which feels so bad. Yeah. Like, it's like they dress inappropriately and I'm like, I don't want to be that person. 
and they talk inappropriately, which is the other one, which is like, they're yeah. mean. I'm just like, I'll, I'll go that direction. I Sheldon's guess. been talking shit. Like, he sent me a fucking message saying that I had fucking noodle arms, and then he sent me some bullshit in the fucking mail. And I'm like, I don't fucking appreciate this bullshit from you. I already have a squirrel. Fucking. Filbert is in my is in my town, and Filbert is cute. He's blue. He's nice. He likes to smell my flowers. He likes to fucking, like, look at, like, trees and shit, and he's really nice. But Sheldon's always talking shit, talking about doing cardio. And if Sheldon knew anything about me, he should know that I don't fucking run anywhere. <laughs> it's rude. He's always talking about cardio. I'm like, I, what do I fucking look like? If I can put a horse head in his bed, give him the message, let him know what's up. I'm about to rat his ass out. I hate him. And that's the thing is like, I'm just, I, part of me feels bad. But I'm just like, Isabel. And you suppose you have to do it multiple times. I'm just like, Isabel, I don't like this villager. Though I have heard, and I don't know if it's true, so don't quote me on it, but once you're at 10 villagers, which is the mm-hmm. max, when people come to your campsite, supposedly, and when people come to your campsite, sometimes you have to invite them multiple times, mm-hmm. right? Like, sometimes the very first time they're at your campsite, they're just like, cool, I'm down, I want to move in, and you can make it happen. Some characters, you have to craft things and invite them multiple times, where you're like, hey, you keep inviting me to your campsite, mm-hmm. I might as well move here supposedly if you're at 10 and you're full and you do that um you will have the option of being like oh i can't handle any more villagers and it'll give you the option to just be like let's just get rid of this villager let's just swap out and that's what i'm waiting for because there's characters i like aaron aaron is a huge animal crossing nerd so she has like a fuck ton of the amiibo cards She has every Animal Crossing amiibo itself, which are mostly NPCs, which are characters that you can't make move into your mm-hmm. village. Um, but she has a fuck ton of the cards that they released for a while. And those cards work the same way. They're amiibo yeah. cards. And so I'm just like, who do I want from this folder? I'll take random people, too, if I like them. But you know I'm going to get Kid Cat. You know I'm going to get Rosie yeah. to move on yeah. in. Uh, Aaron loves Apollo very much. Mm-hmm. Apollo was her video game husband. So cute. And she's just like, well, I'm gonna... Apollo has a very deep voice and it is attractive. I'm very excited to hopefully meet Apollo. I would be, I would be jealous, but Apollo's like, he rolled in like a motorcycle jacket and like just being very chill. He has like himbo energy, but he's too smart to be a himbo. <laughs> he is good. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, well. It is funny that my partner's like biggest one of my one of her biggest uh, virtual crushes or fictional crushes is Apollo, <laughs> the bird. So cute. It's very yeah. cute. Um, yeah, like I've been really enjoying that game a lot. It's been really fun to kind of like um, invest a lot of my time into this little world of doing chores and like picking flowers and like arranging my little island and all that stuff. Like. I didn't. I didn't know that I needed this game when I did, but I'm glad that I have it. I'm really. I'm really grateful for it. I think right now is also like it presents such a nice escape. Like most, of it, like I've I've been playing Doom Eternal as well yeah. while I'm playing this. They came out on the yeah. same day, and Doom Eternal is very fun, mm-hmm. but it's a very different escape. It's you know, it's a very um, power fantasy. I'm going to uh, shoot demons and like rip them apart with my bare yeah. hands, and it's it's fun. I actually don't like. I don't think I I don't think I like Doom Eternal as much as I like Doom 2016. Yeah. Doom Eternal has a lot of like really big wide open spaces mm-hmm. for combat that I and the ammo Doom Eternal uh let's talk about it really quick. <clears throat> 
Doom Eternal becomes a game about like almost more than shooting about like resource management because it's like if you when you shoot enemies at a point they hit a like a moment where you can melee them and if you melee them they give you health um if you chainsaw them which is based on like different enemies need so much like gas from your chainsaw but if you chainsaw them they give you a bunch of ammo Mm -hmm. um if you set them on fire before you kill them they give you a bunch of armor. Like, basically, there's all of these different ways to kill things that give you different yeah. things. And if you're not really, really paying attention to how you juggle that, you run out of shit so fast. Like, that is a game where, as much as it is a power fantasy, I feel like I'm constantly out of ammo for everything. Yeah. And to me, that's the biggest problem so far. Where it's like, this should be fun, and I should just be, like, running around shotgunning stuff in the face and not giving any yeah. shit. And I'm like, I don't, I can't shotgun shit in the face because I don't have any ammo. Yeah. Like 90% of that game is me not having ammo. Um, and to me, that that's the biggest problem with the mm-hmm. game, as well as like very big wide open spaces where you just feel like, okay, cool. I can't like, I have to be moving constantly. I can't like hole up in a place. Yeah. It's, um, it's like a lot of resource management. It's very resource management. And that's I think that's a cool thing to do in that mm-hmm. game. It just feels it feels tuned a little too tight to yeah. me. It feels tuned a little too much on the side of me never having ammo. And that takes away from the fun of a game that is like 100% about just like being powerful and blowing up yeah. demons. Um, and so I've, I've found more escapism and comfort in the very like basic chill nature of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Of just like the only shit that I hate is like store is closing at like 10 p.m. or whatever. Right. I'm just like, well, I'm not going to take the 80% or rather the like uh, the 20% hit on selling this. I'm a time travel. Yeah, it's like, fuck that. <laughs> like I I don't want I don't want to put shit in like your your drop off box and like lose 20% yeah, of the profit. That. Um especially if it's like tarantulas or something. Yeah. I still have yet to catch a tarantula because I get scared every time. They are it took me a whole day of like training to to get it yeah and and to do that took me like building like hole traps where it's like they would be on the other side of holes and i could capture them easily before i figure out the timing yeah once you figure out the timing they're not so bad but otherwise they are like terrifying (laughs) yeah it's been it's been uh challenging for me to catch like a single tarantula but um yeah i've been i've just been having such a good time with the game it's been really fun and sweet and delightful so i i can't complain well dude before we wrap mm-hmm. up um i want to go to chat uh anyone has questions about literally anything mm-hmm. video games anime etc throw them in chat i know uh someone was mentioning persona 5 royal before yeah, um, let me take a look and whether or not we're playing you're gonna play it um so i do plan on playing it um i'm just trying to be a little bit better about like buying multiple games at the same time and like not committing to anything so while i've already played the base version of persona 5 i I played it beat it put 130 hours into the the original game um i really i've been wanting to play through that game again and like when i first got the itch to want to replay that game again 
was very soon after the announcement for Royal. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just wait and just replay it again once Royal comes out because I was hoping that it would come out on Switch, but it's not. Um, But I do plan on playing Royal at some point, but um, the Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake comes out April 10th, and I imagine that our quarantine is probably going to go until May 1st at this point, so I'm going to try to, like... Um, play through that before I play through Persona again. So I was like, well, let me play a new game first before playing a game that I've already played again with new shit in it. So I don't, I don't think I'll revisit Persona. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked yeah. P5 yeah, a yeah. lot. Um, it's really, 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 really good. Um, and uh, even like problematic stuff aside yeah. in that game, I really enjoyed it. It's one of the the, the first times in a long time i played a very basic style turn based jrpg and really had a good time with it um like i'm excited for the changes of the new stuff in mm-hmm. royal um some it almost makes me in some ways uh like wish i had waited waited yeah because it was the same same thing with uh p4 the golden yeah. right where it's like i should have probably just waited for like this version that has more shit mm-hmm. in it um, but I just, I just can't, I just can't think of a world where I can throw another 120 hours into a game that 80% I've probably already mm-hmm. experienced. You want to know what you should put 80 hours into? Dragon Quest Eleven. I know. I need to play it. Like I play some play of the demo and it's really good. Buy the Switch version. Don't play the PS4 version. I actually, I bought it. It was on sale. So I have it. You have the Switch version? Yes. Play that game. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, like, I, because for a long time, like, I've said it on the show before, too, like, years ago, that when Persona 5 originally came out, that Persona 5 was, like, my favorite JRPG that I've played in the past 10 years. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven is now my favorite JRPG that I've played over the past 10 years. Like, it, I, is, it is, it is so, so good, like... Like, all the things that, like, oh, I hate all this problematic shit in Persona 5, there's none of that in Dragon Quest XI. It was, it was on sale for, like, 20 or 30 bucks or something. So I picked it up because, yeah. like, yeah, that's cheap. And it was, like, right before Animal Crossing yeah. came out, so I haven't really touched yeah. it. But I do, I have played some of the demo, and I really liked what it, I played. Also, Dragon Quest is so charming. It's really charming. Um, it's super relaxing. Um, the auto ba- Like, I mostly played that game with the auto battle mechanic on, and it's really good. Yeah, like it's it works really well. So even so, like level grinding for me, which there isn't that much of a grind in Dragon Quest, but I ended up maxing out my characters to level ninety nine because I just liked that game so much mm-hmm. and I liked the gameplay loop of it. Um, it was really fun, but um, like Silvando is the best character in that game. <laughs> like protect Silvando at all costs. Like I'm excited to. I'm excited to play it. it I because um, I've only heard good things. So this is what I this is what I will say about that game and specifically just about Silvando specifically. So um, Silvando is coded as queer in the game, but like of course they don't actually they don't mm-hmm. actually like say that he is quote unquote gay in the game like flat out. But like there's there's no like there's no ambiguity about that at all. Like in terms of his presentation, the way that he speaks, um, his mannerisms, and all that stuff. So there's there's no there's no like there's no mincing of like that character is queer without them actually saying it. Yeah. And they do one of his, one of his story missions that you get towards like towards the latter part of the game is basically his coming out story. 
And it is done mm. very well. It is handled in such a really cool way. And what's so great about that character in that game, and this is what, like, a lot of... Like, this is the kind of stuff that we, that we like, want in... In terms of like queer representation, quote unquote, in all in games or anime or television, whatever, is like the character's ability to just be able to exist without without homophobia being present. Like that character is just allowed mm-hmm. to just exist, and the people around him accept him and love him for who he is. And nobody in Dragon Quest questions the of sexuality. Nobody in Dragon Quest like disparages him in any way. Like everyone loves him. Like everybody literally loves him. Like. Everybody wants to be around him in that game. It is so wonderful and delightful and refreshing. And, like, the coming out story was so good. Like, I still I still think about that game a lot. And I think I will continue to think about Dragon Quest Eleven until Dragon Quest Twelve comes out. And it's... I need it, to play like, it. If you're going to invest your time into playing an RPG, like that you haven't played yet, I would play Dragon Quest Eleven. The things on my deck right now are obviously, like, Animal Crossing. Um, I've been trying to play through Yakuza. Mm -hmm. um, Because Yakuza games Mm -hmm. are good. Also, like, the Yakuza games, they don't get everything right, but, like, surprisingly, Kiryu's dialogue is, like, very progressive, frequently. Um, Which Kiryu's the the character that you play in those games. Um, But Yakuza, Yakuza is very, very fun. Um... No, Dragon Quest XI, one of my favorite things uh, when I was in Japan was um, in uh, Akihabara, or or Akiba, um, Lawson is a... uh, Japan is big on convenience stores. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have... uh, 7-Eleven is everywhere over there. Mm -hmm. You have like a couple... I'm trying to think of like three or four. Uh, You have Family Mart, 7-Eleven, and Lawson. Mm -hmm. And they're all really good for different things. Uh, 7-Eleven's Karage, which is like a, a, a fried yeah. chicken thing, is like the dopest shit in the world. It is so tasty and so good. Like, I lived off of that when I was over there. Um, Lawson's like probably like the nicest one. Famima or Family Mart is like fine. I usually don't go there for the most yeah. part. Um, but they're great. And especially if you're staying in Japan, like huge, huge tip is um, if you don't want to spend a lot of money on dinner, Go to Family Mart or Lawson or 7-Eleven. They usually have, like, microwave noodle dinners or stuff mm-hmm. over in, like, the frozen... Not frozen, the microwaved... Or, uh, not microwaved. The, like, refrigerated food yeah. section. Um, they're, like, between 3 and $5. Mm-hmm. They will microwave it for you there, like, behind the counter. And take it home. And the shit from the convenience stores there is better than most Japanese restaurants I've been to in the States. Um, it's cheap as shit. Um, that said... The uh, Lawson in uh, Akiba is Dragon Quest themed. Yes, has been for it's been Dragon Quest themed for ever. Um, so when you walk in, it makes the the little sound that happens when you walk into dungeons yeah. and caves that, that, in the old <laughs> games. That's yeah. that's yes, the yeah. it makes that sound when you walk in. Um, it makes like little monster sounds when mm-hmm. you do stuff. They have Dragon Quest merch there. It's like the best thing. So Dragon Quest is like. Very, yes, yes, yes. Hatching Phoenix is like the 7-Eleven Nikuman is so... I've never had the Lawson Sushi. I need to try that. But the Nikuman at, at uh, 7-Eleven is I so had good. The, the Karage is yeah. the thing that like, I would be like... 
it would be like 2 a.m. in Shinjuku, and I'd be like, fu- I would be like leaving Golden Guy fucked up, um, and definitely like going to like 7 Eleven to get Karage mm-hmm. at like 2 a.m. and just being like, this is life saving. This is the best. I want to go to Japan with you. DJ, you should. I'm going. I'm going again in. I mean, January. I mean, now that now that the Olympics are canceled, you can probably go to Japan pretty cheap. It was so funny because I was like, I don't want to go around the Olympics. It's gonna be yeah. a mess. Let me like not. And then Air Canada had a crazy fucking sale that was like three something round yeah. trip from Atlanta. Yeah. Like literally, it costs like seven hundred dollars for both Aaron and I to get round trip tickets. That's crazy. Like I'm used to paying round trip. I'm used to paying like six mm-hmm. to seven. And so for both of us to get it for seven was wild. Yeah. Um, so I think it's like in late January. But yeah, no, DJ, on the West Coast, you guys get good deals, actually. Yeah. On the West Coast to Japan, it's not uncommon to find round trip for like 500. Um, but you should. Yeah. I'll give you the dates. Yeah, and you guys can figure it out. Because it's, it's the yeah. best. It's my favorite. I feel like I need to like go explore and go to other countries, but it feels like home in so many weird ways that I'm just like, how can I not go? Um, Yeah, it's I I hate being like that much of a weeb where it's like I should explore other countries. But whenever a good Japan deal comes up, I'm just like, I have to buy tickets to Japan. They were I mean, it was like the tickets were like almost like a little bit more than going to like L.A. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I I should just go. Um, let's see. We had those Persona Five questions. Oh, did you guys play the Bravely Default from Felix? Did you guys play the Bravely Default or Resident Evil Three demos that came out? I haven't. I haven't played um, either. I have yet. not played either. Yeah, I've been. I have the RE Three demo downloaded on my computer and my Xbox, and I've not played it yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm such a so, baby. Like I'm. I like survival horror games are hard for me because like I, I do not enjoy being scared. Like my husband loves like horror movies and like horror like mm. I I hate the blood and the gore and I, I I I don't like that feeling of being scared so like those games are hard for me but like I I wish I could get past that because they they look they look so good they look really really good Yeah the both of the leads in 3 are like super horny <laughs> they're very, both very attractive yeah. Um I yeah, I have both of them downloaded just haven't played them yet The Bravely one um I'm really i'm excited for the new bradley game i will say though i don't love the art direction for the backgrounds is still really yeah. good it's like that kind of watercolory painted look that was from mm-hmm. the original game i don't love the art direction for the characters. yeah i feel like that game is like really un- it's really unfinished right now and i hope like i i kind of want to play it just so that i'm able to give them the feedback and i'm like y'all have to do something with the shaders or something with the characters because they look yes it it this looks like 3ds max like models and they're not bad character models but like there there needs to be some sort of like lighting effects or like a like a like some sort of like des- like more design for the models because yeah because like right now it's like they're not bad models they look like good 3d models but like they feel like they don't have any filters or shaders or anything on them to like look more like like they they stand like the 3D models stand out against like the nice rendered backgrounds yes. a lot. It doesn't look cohesive. Well, and also for me, bravely was like uh, bravely design was like a really good sort of um, a really stylistic sort of chibi look for the characters on gorgeous painted yeah. backgrounds. Right, that's what defines yeah. that game stylistically yeah. for me. 
and they still have the gorgeous painted backgrounds but then like you said all of the characters just look like like unreal engine 3d models that are like they're actually they're too detailed like they're too complicated there's too much stuff going on with them and I i do think that um adding a texture or filter yeah. on them to make them look a little hand-drawn yeah. or watercolored would go a huge way. Because for me, like what was charming about the 3DS games is like the low poly look yeah. of those 3D models was really, yeah. really cute. It reminded me a little bit of like um, the Final Fantasy, like theater rhythm yeah. stuff. Right. Or um, less so from a polygonal aspect because they were 2D sprites, yeah. but like Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah. right? Tactics has that style, which is like Ram Blue's style comes out of Tactics mm-hmm. as well. Um, and yeah, so I just, I, I'm excited for it. I just was a little bit disappointed in how the characters looked because I want them to look like the game yeah. looks. That's honest, honestly, like as much as I love, we didn't talk about it yet. Uh, I haven't talked about it, but like, um, Grand Blue versus <laughs> like, that game's great. I love that that game. game's I a great fighting game. game. It's so good. I I wish, and it looks amazing. Yeah. I wish that the character models looked a little bit more like the two D mm-hmm. art from Grand Blue. Uh, period. Yeah. Right. Like they look really, really good, but they did lots of like. It's like if, um, if a Grand Blue were like an anime. Like it's like it's like the anime version of those characters. It, yes, it looks like it looks. There is a Grand yeah. Blue anime, and it looks like yeah. that. Um. And I, Grand Blue's art is so good yeah. that I again I just I just wish they had done a little bit more of a stylistic so filter that, or a couple things to make it look. I agree. Like so like the the um, the action RPG that that Platinum is developing, it looks yes. more looks closer to the art than like yes. like the the two D art in the three D models for that. Um, I think um, from like a fighting game standpoint, I think like having having too much of those kind of like effects would make would make the characters yeah. really hard to read and have have those movements and everything read really well. But like I think of like of the of Arxis doing the 3D fighting games, um Dragon Ball and Grand Blue look the best. I mean as of right now. But guilty but guilty your strive, like that's like a whole another level. Like that's like a whole another level <laughs> where it's people are already pissed off about Strive. They're mad. Why? Yes, because Strive. So I'm I'm excited for it. Um, the videos that have been shown of gameplay mm-hmm. so far, air dashing looks much slower. Uh-huh. Like I think I think people. So uh, from from my experience at least with Guilty yeah. Gear, Guilty Gear is one of the most technical of the <clears> fighting <throat> games. Um, and when I say most technical, I I would say like you know. There's stuff like Blast Blue yeah. and other Arxis stuff that's like very technical as well. But like Guilty Gear is one of the most technical. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, because they have said as much, that they want uh, Strive to be like a new entry point for new yeah. players. I think a lot of people are worried that Strive is going to be oversimplified mm-hmm. and feel too much like Fighter Z or Grand Blue, which by all means, Fighter Z and Grand Blue are very simple yeah. fighters. Um, they're very, very simple fighters, which I think is fine because it makes them less about pulling mm-hmm. stuff off and more about neutral, yeah. uh, your, your neutral game and your yeah. reads. Um, but at the same time, I think that like neutral games, uh, your neutral game and your read is a way harder it's, it's skill way har- it's to way learn. Harder. It's way more psychological. It's way harder to learn uh, to get yeah. good at. 
versus games like Guilty Gear currently, looking at like Zerd Sign and Revelator. Mm-hmm. Um, those are games that are really technically hard. So I think it's like it's easier to be like, I'm going to practice how to do these moves over mm-hmm. and over again until I get it and I can execute them. And that's really, 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 really um, like satisfying. And then you'll get to neutral and you'll get to reads, yeah. but that's not like the ground floor. Right. Um, and I think having a more tangible thing to focus on to get good at is actually a little bit better for a mm-hmm. lot of people because yeah, like getting to Dragon Ball Z is really easy to pick up. A Dragon Ball fighter is yeah. really easy to pick up, but getting good at that game is hard as yeah. shit because it becomes really about like pulling off combos, reading, and like really, really, really being able to like watch animations and know exactly what yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it's the uh, the Smash Brothers effect. Like, so with Smash, like yep. it's anybody can pick up that game and like press buttons and do stuff with whatever their favorite character is, and that's fine. But there is another level of understanding Smash, and it's understanding like again the neutral game and like understanding like st- uh, not understanding stage control and platform elements and what your characters can do with their particular abilities. And I think what I love so much about Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is that it feels a lot like Smash to where it's like it's super accessible because of how you do all of the um, inputs for the special attacks for the characters. And, and Yeah, it's the same yeah, as Smash, basically. All, Direction Exactly, and, and all of their basic combos, you can just mash the button each time, like multiple times, and it does a combo. So it makes it really accessible for people that, nece- like... I'll use my husband as an example. Brandon doesn't really play fighting games like that, but Brandon mm-hmm. has excelled tremendously at Grand Blue, more so than even Smash. Like because with Smash, it has this other element of like knocking people off the stage and having to get back on. But we're just dealing with health bars in Grand Blue. Yeah. So oh, he, there's no more life left, so the person is dead. So he has excelled really well in playing Grand Blue because. Like the the inputs are easier to, to to put in, and I've been teaching him how to like understand the neutral and and like state and like uh, understanding like footsies and how to keep me away from approaching him and what his character should do if I'm trying to figure out ways to you know attack him. So it's been really cool to kind of like watch somebody in real time learn how to play a fighting game that's a little bit more yeah. traditional than like a smash brothers for instance so grand blue is really fu- is really oh. really fun i've had a ball and i'm trash like i've 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 never won an online and a, and smash okay. fight okay. i've never won an online grand blue okay. fight i i just i'm so bad okay. um we did uh felix did ask, uh, did ask a question rather i can't talk felix asked a question about uh, uh the near remaster uh announcement which is um yeah, uh, I'm really, really curious. So uh, the 10-year anniversary of Nier, uh, like deal they announced today, mm-hmm. we're going to get a... The wording is interesting. They called it an upgraded version, so I don't know what right. that means. Um, usually when we're looking at video games that are being like brought to mod- uh, modernity, uh, we're talking about either a like HD remaster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like... A re- like so Final Fantasy 7 right that's one example of having a remake where you remake the game in its entirety you change a lot of stuff about it 
it is that game, but like made really made new yeah. from the ground up versus an HD remaster, which is just like, hey, we uh, made this game work at like 1080p or 4K, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're getting is we're getting near replicant, which from my understanding, what we got here in the States was near Gestalt. Mm-hmm. Um, replicant and Gestalt, from what I understand, are more or and correct me in chat if I'm wrong, um, they're more or less the same story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gestalt here in the US was that story where you played a father with a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the main crux mm-hmm. of it. Replicant was a brother and sister. Um, same, I think, female character, um, but you played the brother instead. So A, I'm excited to get that version of it because that's what they had in Japan. Um, but uh, I am curious if they're going to change the combat mm-hmm. like platinum's not working on it as far as yeah. i can tell um because i've seen people be like yo the combat and stuff in that game originally is really yeah, it's really it's real bad and it's kind of part yeah. of the yeah and that's like kind of part of the charm so i've seen some people be like yo it'd suck if they changed that and i've seen people be like yo they should change that because it was bad mm-hmm. um i don't have any opinions on it because i didn't yeah. play near yeah. um i just know that i love automata is one of my favorite games yeah, like of all time yeah. period period all time period. um it's it's period <laughs> um like like near automata control are like two of my favorite modern games for sure um so i'm curious and we're also getting a mobile game which i'm really curious about uh, of what they're gonna do with that but i'm i'm just like i'm just ready for more more than near what my dream is is that final fantasy 16 whatever mm-hmm. that is let Yoko Taro direct it. Give it to Yoko Taro. Let it be fucking <laughs> oh weird as shit. Let yeah, let Yoko Taro direct it, and let uh, and let um, the character designer for um, for twelve do the art for it. Oh my god! Yeah, like twelve's art. Yeah, so good. like I I would die. Um, I would die. Yeah, I do, I just think that like I love I love Final Fantasy. I just think that like it needs some sort of the mainline series needs some sort of like injection of new shit oh, yeah. to make it feel yeah. Yeah. new again. Yeah. Like, and bring, like bring in Yoko Taro. I would die. That would be, let him do it. Seeing Yoko Taro's take on like a mainline final fantasy game would be wild. It would be so sad. I don't, I don't think <laughs> it would be so sad. I don't, oh, it would be so sad. It would be, it would so, be depressing. so sad. I don't and weird. think no, it'll happen, no, it but that would be like, the most intensely cool yeah. thing to me it would be to be like yo hey yucko's shit people fucking love yeah. Neo Damata. It did oh yeah really, it did well. really well give them Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 16 let them do it that'd be dope that'd be super super dope um okay um I think wow we've been talking for two and a half hours I know it's really easy to just get it, stupid together for so long it is it's always it's always but it's easy. nice we haven't we haven't we haven't had an episode mm-hmm. in a while um so it's nice to have a big like uh xl mm-hmm. episode and and hopefully especially with this quarantine mm-hmm. stuff going on hopefully uh me and dj have been trying to find a consistent schedule yeah. so uh, we know it's been uh two or yeah, three months since the it's last episode and we would like to give you weekly yeah, episodes yeah and now so, that i actually uh, have a job once we're out of this quarantine mm-hmm. i have a job that is just monday through friday now so 
I'll actually be able to record on the weekends with him. So our schedules actually align now so that we can do it. So um, you'll hopefully see a more consistent schedule of updates from us. And we would love to be able to give that to you. But yeah, we could sit here and talk for hours about stuff and interact with you all. And thank you so much for coming out and hanging with us. And especially to all of Yeah, thank the, you so much to everyone yeah. in Twitch yeah, chat. Thank you for like engaging with us and talking with us. Like this is kind of, I think ideally what we would like is having more active participants in chat so that we can keep the conversation going and keep it really fresh and based on whatever you want to feel mm. more interactive. Um, so we'll probably do yeah, this I more. I think we'll definitely try to do this in the future. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I hope everyone has a great night. Make sure that you're washing your hands, staying inside. Um, I hope that everyone is doing okay through this, these crazy times. Um, but please take care of yourselves. We love you all very much. Thank you again for joining us and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.